No. Sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Beard? Beard! That's right. 
It is. That's called the chilling effect. It is beard talk live. It what? That's called the chilling effect. You just censored yourself. (sighs) Did I? You self-censored. Mechanically. Oh. But I I was like, I didn't even have a chance to cuss yet, man. Man, I said it once. I said it a thousand times. The only way that they can keep track of us is we keep doing this shit to each other. There there it is. I got it out. It was fuck. That was the first cuss word that I said tonight. I'm so happy about that. Because, you know, life is restricting. Right? And it's... It's nice to purposefully exercise uh, a right that you don't actually have. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? Yeah. So, turns out somebody owns the air. They claim ownership of the air. Like, literally, free is the air. It, it's kind R- Well, that takes a license, don't you know? Right, yeah. You, you must rent the air uh, with only their permission mm-hmm. uh, to use it only for their appointed purposes. Uh, and you know, if you are like, Hey, no, you're wrong about this little part over here. Uh, they're like, uh, too bad. So sad. Cause we have a monopoly and we will permit your temporary ownership under these conditions for which you will pay the following fees. So even though I do a nationally syndicated call in talk radio program, even though you do a nationally syndicated call in talk radio program called Free Talk Live. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are not indeed free. To Uh, talk live. Yeah. We are mostly. Yeah. But, you know. But frankly, sometimes a thing pisses me the fuck off. And I need to say that to let off the steam. To give people permission to let off the steam when they're being fucked. Yeah. Because that's important. I mean, this is exactly what 1984 was talking about when it said, here's the dictionary of words, and we keep paring them down. <laughs> yeah. Or Soon we will only need a few words and a lot of multipliers, like double plus ungood. It's like Huxley and Orwell. I'm just going to call them Huxwell. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. They're basically prophets. It's the two sides of civilization. It's the uh, or architects, uh, carrot right? and the stick you know? of the control system that has been enslaving civilized humans for millennia. It's, hey, you will live in this wonderful comfort. Just don't question our insane hierarchy. Yeah, I... On the other hand, we are watching you 24-7. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. The, uh, the amount and of... And you can't get anything unless it's on the black market. No, and they're deploying all sorts of... Uh, there are tech companies who specialize in interconnecting otherwise unconnected camera networks and then is selling access to them to police and the FBI and you know these types of people. So these people are literally leeching uh, your tax dollars uh, with the courtesy of some threat of violence before they have the money to actually pay for it. Uh, I think it's important for people to know that I think that if you are like working for the government, right? You, you, you maybe you're just an office person or something, right? You know, you're you're a janitor. I don't know. Um, you might be a great person, but your paycheck is derived from theft. Right? It's just a fact. It's not even an opinion. It's just where it comes from. Or extortion, technically, right? Yeah. If you, it's not really theft in the most well, strict definition, but it's extortion. If you it don't, it affects theft. Yeah. By the threat. Right. 
And so the same thing is done uh, by the FCC uh, in censoring just a little bit of the air. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, And the problem in both of those, well, uh, any kind of network effect, once you steal a little bit here, you've destroyed what all of the potential of that bit you've stolen would have been and how it intermingled with every other creative effort. Yeah. So every single theft of them is completely irreplaceable because this is something that only humans can do, and that's create value. And every bit of that theft is a bit of the theft of the only thing we really have, and we don't even know how much of it, time. Our little bit of attention in this world. Well, yeah, that's that's really what they're taking from you. I, money is the representation of the value of some, your labor. You, know, you, you worked for something to get that, and that is supposed to be the representative of what you did, right? You, you got a job, you went to work, you got this in return, and that represents the value of your labor on you know, that given week or whatever. Mm. Uh, and so if that's what money is supposed to do, then who should own the method of value transfer, right? Well, the government took it upon themselves to say, we own that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I never decided that. I had no say in that. It's just how it is. Did you have any say in that? Mm. Seems like uh, I was born into a system where my will gets directed by something other than me. By this fucking empire. Yeah. So in order for the government to pay you, it must first take a whole bunch of other value from other people first. Uh, and, th- I mean, the existence of the concept of government violates consent. And that should be enough for anybody on any political spectrum to go, oh, shit, it really does. The entire concept of government violates consent. Insert backpedaling. Well, but it's necessary. Violates consent. Anything violates consent is unnecessary. Are you suggesting that we could have a world that isn't founded on the equivalent of rape? Correct. Oh, well, that's too revolutionary of an idea. <laughs> Nobody the world ever will says never exist that, where we don't have the slaves doing all the shit we don't want to. You're probably accurate. And we certainly won't move into a world where these giant metal monstrosities are fed by ancient dead things to do all of the work that we don't want to do. That will never happen. It's impossible. So instead, we do this show, right? And because, well, we're far more free when it comes to talking on this show. And I think we should amble. Already? We oh. didn't preamble. Well, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. We should preamble. Oh, thank you. Yes. Let me correct myself. All right. I think. Fuck. Oh, shit. One. The FCC. Oh, shit. I missed it, man. Yeah. I was trying to yeah. back up. Well, you know what? Count. It's a transitionary episode. We're halfway between our actual, like, it's been a year and our 52nd weekly show. And it's, well, by the time it's done, it will only have taken us like a year and a half to do a year's worth of shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's like taking an hour and a half to watch 60 minutes. It's true. <laughs> and that's why you smoke weed. No, that's not why. <laughs> it's just what comes out of my mouth after I, I probably have. All right. Uh, yeah, we got some fucking callers. I guess we, we should 
let's let's get this out of the way. Skeeter. Yo. I'm not hey. even going to ask you who the fuck this is. I already know. Yeah, yeah. So you still haven't researched public good. I see talking crap about the FCC. Oh, I can yep. say shit, huh? Uh, the yeah, you know the public the doesn't own to... anything. No, but you know the... Uh, the so therefore, there are, there's no such thing as a public good. Oh, no, no, the definition of public good means it's non-excludable and non-rivalrous, meaning I, if I were in your area and broadcasting on the same frequency, I'd interfere with your signal. And that's that's kind of like why the argument. Like I don't believe that. But yeah, I'm but that's you can accomplish that voluntarily. It's called professional courtesy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you, you won't. Happens be able to all stop. the fucking time. Right. You negotiate without, agreements. Without government regu- Well, yeah. I believe you can stop them, but it's going to be. It would be hard and. Uh, why would that not be possible with voluntary agreement, Skeeter? You you have to agree. Like let's say I just hate you guys. And I just want to just jam your signal or just interfere with it. I wouldn't be surprised if that were true. Go on. <laughs> yeah, there, there's nothing for you. There's nothing you can do to stop me other than use violence. If I'm that, uh, if I'm that, uh, you know, mean. But I'm, I'm not. Really oh, I don't know. I, don't I think really the market would I'm provide just... me a solution. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I believe. I kind of believe that. I'm just presenting you the academic argument for the regulation of airwaves. That's all. I don't. Okay. I don't. Well, thanks for the call. Myself. That's all he was doing was presenting us the argument for him. And I guess yeah. I guess that's enough of him. Yeah. Yep, there there are arguments for having a monopoly on violence control everything. <laughs> there are right, arguments. It, it benefits a small minority well, of people. <laughs> well, and if we well, hey, you figured out this was a problem. Can't we just make you one of the people that benefits from like, this eternal mugging of yeah. everyone? Like, like, I'm not even against there being a small minority of people that have a whole bunch of money, right? As long as it occurs voluntarily. I, I don't care, you know? Uh, whatever you aspire to, if you can amass that kind of wealth and fortune and provide that much value to humankind, because guess what? Humankind must value your contributions in order for you to get that much actual value, mm. right? Or you've been stealing it from them for the entire you know, course of written history. I wonder which one's true. <laughs> hmm. Has uh, service been perfect from the government? Oh, man. Who do I call to fucking cancel my fucking subscription? Uh, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Hey, this is Major. Major, it's Captain and Peakless. Hey, Captain, I got a question for you, which you might may or may not be able to answer do you think the audience is bigger on your Beard Talk Live or on your Saturday night show or Sunday night show, I mean? I'm total? Oh, I'm definitely s- the radio. Yeah. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Okay, so I got a nice fact conspiracy theory, but Richie's probably going to be with you tomorrow and he'll be intrigued by this too, so I'll lay it on yeah. you then. Yeah, Major, it's anyway. called gatekeeping. <laughs> it's called gatekeeping. So I literally can't get on their owned airwaves and say fuck the FCC. Right. Yes. I'm not allowed. They will. Oh, they will come to my house and be very upset with me. I I understand all that, and I can tell the FCC to go fuck off on this show too. And but and I that's do. that's their way of owning the uh, ears of all of these people. Their way of taking possession yeah. of people's attention. You're sure not enough. allowed to hear those words. Sure enough, no one I is allowed to bitch about it. this and call it bitching. I mean, that well, is I to an extent what I'm doing, bitching about theory. it. 
I have a new conspiracy theory about the Hawaiian uh, island fire that's pretty solid, but I want to lay it on as many ears as I can. Oh, I'm a blank oh, man, I, see. I know like nothing oh, about it. Beard Talk Live's not good enough for the Major's story. I see it. No, no, no. Right. I, got, I, got, I got a plan B for y'all. All right. So well, B is for beard, so go ahead. Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, corduroy pillows making headlines all across the United States. Huh. Oh, my God. We are bordering <laughs> on dad joke territory. All right. Here's, here's another oh, one. Thank you for your call, Major. Here's, here's, here's another one I heard the other day. This one's better. Trust me on this. Should so, I? There's this, couple, there's this couple that hasn't spoken for 18 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, people start to question why. And when the mm-hmm. old man's asked about it, he says, well, I just didn't want to interrupt her. Yeah, I, I, I missed that one. Somehow. You didn't like that one either? I just, Damn, no, I, this is a tough audience. I think I missed it. Yeah. Well, we are the after show. They hadn't, spoke, they hadn't spoken to each other for 18 years. And when asked, the old man, the old man was asked why, he says, I just didn't want to interrupt her. Uh, In other words, okay. he never one, up. One kept speaking. The other one never had a chance in 18 years. All right. So I'm getting you know what, you know what? You know what I heard, Major? What's if, that? It doesn't get any funnier if you have to tell it twice. <laughs> well, I got it as soon as I heard it the first time. I don't know why in the hell you're Okay, a so Major, you know what I heard? You went past dad joke territory. Never go full retard, man. You don't go past dad joke territory. I go just, past the joke what? Dad joke. You know, oh, dad joke. Dad joke. Oh, yeah, I there's a line there. It was an old, a classic rock station, so I guess it could have been a dad joke. Classic. Did you know, Major, are you aware that there is now classic metal? Classic metal? Yeah. No. I was not. Was this like the first five years or something with Metallica and whatnot? I mean, it's probably more than five, but yeah, there's such a thing as classic metal. It's probably a 20-year span or something, maybe 10. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but yeah. Uh, they've done the same thing to heavy metal that they did to rock and roll, and and you know as soon as it got old, they they throw the word classic on it instead of calling it old, which is what it is. It's old metal, right? They gotta call it classic metal to make it sound like yeah, it's classic, man. I'm vin-. They should have called it a vintage metal, is what they should call it. That would sound cooler. Well, so I wonder classic, how far classic, back classic. Uh, classic metal goes, though. So, Classic like, would Metallica be early, like, with the first few years of Metallica, when everyone raves about, would that be early? There's there's a couple, uh, of, couple of bands that, that define metal, or metal, metal barometers, if you will. Uh, Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, probably the, you know, sort of OG origin heavy metal bands. Uh, you know, then comes a whole bunch of other bands, you know, then comes, like, Metallica and Megadeth and Pantera, that type of stuff. There was a thrash sort of thing and then like from that heavy metal branched out into like 7,000 different subgenres. it's probably less than that but like I lost track but it was like 7,000 in that I would have lost track. I lost track after like three and so basically all I really remember is uh you know uh thrash metal uh what I like to call heavy metal which is like not glam metal mm. uh so um, Sabbath specifically I think is a, is a heavy metal barometer but then also Bands like Slayer don't get talked about enough. Slayer is probably one of the most evil-sounding bands 
in the history of all of mankind. And that was what they went for. They were like, this is what we're going to do. This is our shtick. And uh, Rick Rubin, the producer of their first album, Rain and Blood, he, he puts the cassette into his car because that's how old he is. He has a cassette of the recording session they just did. And then uh, he listens to it and he goes home and he calls his friend and he goes, I think I've just recorded the most evil album in heavy metal history. Mm. And there's like a recording of him leaving that message or something. Now, was Slayer one of those bands that people would put on like straight fucking razor blades and go into the pit with? Because no. I know at one point or another, metal ended up hitting that. Yeah, there there were, yeah. And then also like, I mean, heavy metal is an active thing if you're going to go do it live, as they say. right? If you're going to go to a heavy metal you know, show where there's a mosh pit and they do Wall of Death and shit like that now and... You know, people have had their ribs broken from like a stage rush during, you know, when the, the star act comes on, everybody rushes the stage and the first people there get like their ribs broken because they're first in line. I mean, yeah, violence and heavy metal have been, you know, together. But again, do you want Thunderdomes? Because that's how you get Thunderdomes. But it's completely voluntary. Right? So maybe. So like if you want to, I mean, if you've never been to a heavy metal concert where there's a mosh pit, like if you find yourself at one, stay the hell out of the way, <laughs> right? Just get, you know, move to the back, the side or something until you figure out what's going on. And you'll notice there are sections, if you will, right? There's like the front row, there's the mosh pit behind the first, you know, row, two, three, ten of people, depending on how many people are at a show. Uh, there's a, often stage diving. So somehow a fan will get up onto the stage, across between the security guards, get up on stage, and then attempt to dive into the crowd. And the crowd is responsible for catching that person. And more frequently than not, they do. They accomplish said task, right? So there's and crowd surfing. So right? much responsible is coerced into. Because if you don't catch him right, it will hurt. Well, okay, right, but you, you know, you're participating in... That's what you get for being in the front row. That's how this game works. I would almost, I mean, if it were competitive, it would be a sport, right? <laughs> if you had to compete with like how, you know, how big a mosh pit did you have at this show versus that guy had a show last night, but his, you know, I don't know if that could be a tournament somehow, then it could be turned into a sport, but it's got its, you know, and then it's got like over time... Like, you can see generations of people. I would see uh, dads bringing their kids to Judas Priest concert when I was a kid, you know? So, like, I mean, there were already multiple generations of stuff going on uh, with regards to that. So, I don't know why I started talking about this. Well, I would, was definitely egging you on to describe the ritual. Because that's exactly what it is. Like, so every time you go yeah, into it's a, a subculture, certain, yeah, yeah, like when you go into a certain game, there are certain rules. So if you go into like a straight up Christian revival tent, right, and you like volunteer to have them lay hands on you, and you don't like play along and like shake and fall over and shit, then you're just gonna ruin everyone's time, dude. <laughs> like you can do it, but it's just you're not playing by the rules. Right. You don't volunteer for that when that's not what you're doing. Right. In the same way, if you like go in the front and you like aren't going to catch the dude, like it's going to be way harder for everyone else to. If someone might get hurt, and you just kind of suck. Well, and like there are cues too. Like if you've never been there, people start pushing their arms up into the sky, and there's a large object coming your way. Maybe it's a good idea <laughs> for you to also do that. I don't know. I don't know what goes through people's minds if they find themselves at like that type of a venue. If you don't know what it, but once you know what it is. It's 100% voluntary, right? If you mm. participate in that as a subculture, uh, that is 100% voluntary. And, and for so many people that, at least that I knew or whatever, 
uh, that was the the sort of the release, right? Because humans are animals, mm. right? Animals do to some degree need or seem to need a, a degree of violence, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're one of those animals, you can do so voluntarily mm-hmm. in an environment where, you know, it's encouraged for you to release that portion of your human self where right. you're like, ah, oh, I got to get my aggression out, right? I'm so frustrated with the world or whatever right now that I got to do a thing that like helps me deal with that. And so in that way, it's therapy. Music is therapy to so many fucking people, right? But I've never rec- been recommended it once by a doctor. Mm. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. I mean, the, the literature is I, I right think, there. I think, to go in, I think to go into a mosh pit, you got to be a little bit sadistic. And, or at least a little bit uh, masochistic. And a little bit masochistic. Yeah, that was the word I was stumbling for there, yeah. Well, I mean, in the same way that, like, a military tries to sort of, like, hype up the soldier, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and oh, yeah, succeed that, that. at that, you know, music is capable mm-hmm. of doing that, too, because music moves emotion. You know the way they used to hype up soldiers and the origin of cheerleaders? So in the old, old days, the only time that you would ever see a woman naked was after you were already married. So most of the time when you're a bunch of young men ready to stab someone, you haven't been married, so you've never seen tits before. So yeah. they have this like specialist class of, hi, I'm going to stand in front of our, sh- our soldiers and show them tits for the first time. Yeah. They will be ready to kill everyone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There was a. They, this is what you're fighting for, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There was a comedian. And that's the I don't remember who. It's like it's like all oh, the origin of all of the all of the wars of the death and destruction of the world. Pussy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's what ultimately. Oh, yeah. That's what men fight over. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe maybe you'll like this joke better. Just reminding me of it. You know what the strongest natural fiber in the world is? No. Silk. It's a cut hair. You can drag a battleship across the desert or one of those fucking things. <laughs> oh. Well, as oh, the old man. saying goes, the strongest muscle is the vagina. Because a man can uh, lift a couch yeah. and the vagina will make you buy the couch. <laughs> well, think of how many wars have been fought over pussy. Oh, Troy comes oh, yeah. to mind. Uh, all of them. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Ultimately, Helen yeah. of Troy. They, they call themselves Hellenic. It's literally what they named their people after. Yeah, that's right. We fucking look good. We had this bitch so hot that we started a world war over yeah. it. Yeah, it's no coincidence. Uh, the Washington Monument is a giant phallus. Mm. It's fact. Well, every culture through history has made phallic symbols. Mm-hmm. Whether they be towers or statues or whatever. Yeah, but this one is like them saying, hey, we're the big dicks in town because we're fucking you. Yep. Well, well and there, a big part of it is... Well, a, a big part of it is whatever you literally elevate in in your physical construction is what your culture is currently elevating. So, yeah, at, at one point it was, no, we just made a big fucking rock. Kind of looks like a deck. Okay. Well, we're, we're elevating the, the fertility of, of the earth. Okay. At another point you had uh, clock towers. Okay. We're literally elevating time. Yeah. And, and where the authority of what time it is comes from. And at this point, we have elevated satellites into communication. And that's the thing that's still around. And we've also elevated uh, exploration. So yeah, I think I those think are the values the of this culture. Of hmm? I think maybe the Tower of Babel is where they're broadcasting all that crap from. 
You're going to have to that elucidate that. That would be a good that. explanation that is the tower. You're saying the obelisk is the Tower of Babel? No, I just said I think maybe the, the Tower of Babel is where they're broadcasting all this uh, agenda, false uh, narratives and whatnot. Mm. It, 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 well, I, I suppose the Tower of Babel is a pretty decent name for the media. But the telephone of Babel is where Major Payne is calling us from. Mm. Ben's fact. True enough. I, I am living in Babylon. How about that? <laughs> Major, thanks for the call, man. <laughs> he finally got a good joke in. I figured it's let's true. take him out while he's on top. You know, let's, you know, let the man go out on top. Mm-hmm. Let him have a win. Right. You know. I was just thinking about uh, Fozzie and his unique brand of comedy. Fozzie Bear? Yeah. From the Muppet Show? Mm-hmm. With the top hat? Yep. He is one of the only characters to ever get away with always doing a, that was a joke, <laughs> and people actually laughing. It's damn near impossible. Oh, man. Um, waka uh, waka. Waka motherfucking I, waka. I, I think I might have been able to once try and do an impression of him. I'm not going to try it now because I can't hear in my head what he sounded like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like un- Until I get that confirmation, my brain digs that memory up, I'll, I'm just going to sit here and not do that. Mm. Because I think I'll mistakenly do like Marvin the Martian or something, mm. and I don't want that to happen. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, in absence of that uh, that voice, I'll give you new words. Now, would you like to hear the good one or the bad one? Well, first. So, uh, new words to me that are already part of the English language. Oh shit! Let's go with the good one. Okay, collywobbles. <laughs> yeah. All right. I have no idea what that means. Tell me that is not the most Britishest word ever. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised there's not a city named it. Right? <laughs> Welcome to Collywobbles. <laughs> oh, before I forget, fuck the FCC. Fuck just, the FCC, I that's just wanted, right. I wanted to say that one time at least, even though uh-huh. I messed it up earlier. Jesus, just, man, we almost got to the amble without <sighs> you pre-ambling. Uh, you don't game without pre-gaming. Well, you know, I have made it right. Right? Never cruel, never cowardly, and if you ever are, always make amends. Mm. That's me making amends. Here, here. Although that wasn't cruel or cowardly, it was just mm. forgetful. Well, and that's a motto we should never forget. What? Never cruel and never cowardly, and if you ever are, always make amends. <laughs> forget what? Or at least try. <laughs> oh, my God. What were we talking about before calls came in? Uh, Before calls came in? Yeah. Remember we were talking about a thing? I don't know, the collapse of the global financial empire? Oh, all right. How far are we talking before? Uh, I mean, just before. Like, oh, at the beginning before. of this show, we started talking about a thing, and then we started taking calls. Mm. Well, there we go. I guess we'll have to just watch ourselves back mm. on the recorded version of this. I'll tell you what I can fill it in with, though. The blanks? Mm. Another word. B-O-R-A-K. Borak? Right? No. Borak. <laughs> Bork. Borak. Uh, Borak. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. Even better. Right. Well, it's color red, so I think they fucked it up already. So. And they threw an O on the end of it? Yeah. Oh. 
Spanish. And your extra O's. What's with the useless English E at the end of words? Well, right? we can't figure like, out when to long and when to short and when to have a bunch of silent GHs and a bunch of FGHs. It's just that's that useless silent E at the end of some words. Honestly? It's just like, I'm like, Okay, oh. so tinfoil hat time, I literally believe that it was intended to make as many people as would listen to this way of doing things go a little bit nuts. <laughs> Let's just fuck with them a little bit. Honestly... Uh, I mean, if you were a world-controlling, sinister, supervillain dick, what would yeah. you do except, hey, we get to tell them how to spell shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are we going to fucking do? Let's fuck with them. Yeah. Let's fuck them up a little bit. Why does it spell that way? Because I fucking told you so. Oh, I remember. No, that's what we were going to talk about when uh, we were outside before the show. Nice. But either way, um, that fucking, that that guy with the song. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't rich really, men north yeah, of Richmond. I don't really want to talk about him mm. or the song, mm. but I, I moved to uh, because, like, I, I feel like, you know, if you if it makes you feel better to cry along with him in his in his song, go ahead. Hmm. You know, uh, that's your prerogative. Um, but I think I don't know, man. I feel like because Jason Aldean's song didn't go as planned, like they had to throw the soulful ginger at you, right? And his and his song, right? And it's just I don't know, man. It's it feels like it's forced to me. It feels. I don't know. There's there's something amiss with uh, the folks sort of taking on that song. You know what I mean? I, I've seen it before, and I've seen it in all sorts of fads, and uh, it's I'm just like, wow. And it's like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, Wave the banner of the crying redneck. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so you're I'm going to you're dispel crying with the future hillbilly, which by is predicting like, I, uh, him as the crying net redneck on Wikipedia. Is that really what the crying no, redneck? No, oh. it won't happen now because I predicted it. Oh, I thought it already happened. But I mean, as far as I understand, that's basically the idea here: is a, it's a redneck crying over what Washington does to its people. It's subjects. Subject is moving south and, on Broadway. And I'm just like, we're way past crying about it. Like <laughs> the time for crying about this shit, I was before I was even born. Right? Like if. It, you know, folks had the ability to rid themselves of this idea that we should all be governed by uh, an institution of violence. That's it. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it should have been gotten rid of a long time ago. The time for it to go is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and by all evidence, too, if you look at, you know, what thing causes the most despair for humans in all of the world? Well, it could be that one time that you said free evil is okay with me. You can perform as much evil as you want, and we will call it good. In fact, the more evil you perform, the more we will call it good, because that's you doing your job. That's crazy that that's like how it is. Well, 
The fact of the matter is that thousands of years ago, a giant-ass guild of warriors beat everyone's fucking heads in long enough that they took the fuck over. Then, thousands of years later, they ran into each other way too often, and like, hey, that guy's telling the same story over there. So they're like, shit, uh, can someone tell a good story so I can get my peasants to not leave me? Well, I'm a priest. Okay, you're hired. Then all of the power, it moved to like the, the intellectual class, the storytellers, the educators, the media moguls, like whoever was making the narrative. All right, uh, let's try this then. Once upon a time, there was an institution of violence. Then, one day, people said, hey, that's bad. Let's not do that anymore. And then they didn't. The end. Pretty good story, right? Could it be that easy? It could be, right? Like, if enough people were to just like, you know what, I'm not participating in this charade anymore. I'm done. You have no authority over me. I will, from now on, make my own agreements, and that's all. Whatever that looks like, it's fine. Yeah, it's just like, hey, how about I'm going to not go look up the rules that you said about this? I'm not. I'm uh, just not going to look them up. I'm not going to give you any more of my value, of my effort, of my labor. I'm not going to give you any more of that uh, because you murder. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean that should be enough for everybody to go like, oh, we got to stop that shit. Well, I know you, you trained me to do free labor in the form of paperwork by 12 years of being, I mean, forced at gunpoint, ultimately, to attend your indoctrination camp. But I'm not going to perform free labor. Yeah. Here's the question for perhaps listeners who have never heard this before. Uh, I think almost universally, all cultures and tribes and sub-societies uh, agree that murder is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so if that much of humanity agrees that murder is wrong, why do governments get to do it? Why do you allow it to happen? I refuse to allow it to happen, and so uh, I wish not to participate in that type of organization at all, ever. I don't have any choice in the matter. People, oh, you can leave, sure, to another plantation with another government that's going to do the same shit. There's nowhere I can go to lead myself. Uh, every piece of land on planet Earth has been claimed by an entity called a government. And so the best you can do, perhaps, is a different plantation. But that's all the better you're going to do. There's nowhere left for a man to go and just be of his own decisions only. I am not allowed to be president of myself. And that should be enough for everybody to go, oh, fuck, I'm not allowed to be president of myself either. Wow. Hmm. I I mean, how much better of a job can I do ruling me than the government can? Far better. Hmm. It seems like between the two of us, I'm able to know what I need. In fact, I'm the only one who is able to know what I need. And I'm also the closest to feed that need. Almost like I should figure out what I fucking need and serve my community by, like, being healthy and around other people who are also doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Serving your fellow man is the path out. Right? That's all we need to do. Right? Yeah. 
Just be like, oh, if we serve each other, uh, we can all become wealthy together? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you pointed it out recently that uh, humans are the only thing that can create value. And I'm like, I can't think. I mean, I have, I do value things like, I don't know, like a pet dog or something, mm -hmm. right? You know, I value that, but do dogs create value? Well, all of these things give you the opportunity for value. Okay. So everything experiences, but only human beings create value. So when we experience a thing, we can give the value to it, plus or minus. And we do definitely have a, a sort of direction in which way we tend to go that's like the life urge mm. of like, yeah, you want to be fed and like pain bad. So that gives us that, oh, oh, that way, that way is the, okay, that's the life way. Yeah. Uh, freedom, uh, if you will, uh, the ability to be the president of yourself uh, gives you the opportunity uh, to be charitable of your own volition, mm -hmm. right? Uh, a lot of people aren't charitable at all right? because they're like, oh, well, I give money to, or the government takes money from me mm -hmm. and they, you know, provide welfare or whatever. So I don't have to be charitable. I don't have to be kind, right? Uh, government literally takes away your opportunity to serve your fellow man and do an act of kindness simultaneously, right? Because people are like, oh, I give them money. They take care of all that. You're outsourcing your conscience mm -hmm. at that point. You're, you're, you're saying, you be my conscience. I don't want one, right? Uh, and if you do that, you're sacrificing a huge part of what makes you human. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, all animals that I've observed, uh, at some point, I've seen uh, that animal uh, receive an act of kindness from another animal, whether it's mm -hmm. human to human, human to you know, that kind of a thing, right? And no, I'm not talking about uh, interspecies erotica for you dirty-minded <laughs> bastards out there, you motherfuckers. I just hear somebody go, ah, he's talking about interspecies This is not erotica. the TJ episode. Yeah. Uh, ah, no, I lost my train of thought again. Uh, you were talking about uh, the, the things that human beings share with animals. Yeah. Like there is this- An act of kindness. This, so the sense of morality is, is fundamental to all of life. Yeah. Now, it gets articulated through different forms of life. But that moral of life goes throughout everything. So you see more and more developed things like our, our pets. You yeah. can tell when they feel bad about a thing. Like when they fuck up and they're like, God damn it. I fucked up and now you're pissed off and I didn't mean to piss you off. Uh, one of the common arguments I've heard from people is that... Uh, well, there are people who just can't control themselves. Have you seen little Bobby? He gets out of control all the time. It's like, well, government's already not preventing that. <laughs> you know, uh, don't you think society, a society of kindness that serves each other, uh, you know, don't you think that would be more effective to, you know, little Bobby figuring out how to interact with everybody? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think so. Right. And, and I, you know, I have been known to, there are some charities that I give to, um, and occasionally I'll do like a random act of kindness, right? Um, but I think the world could just use more kindness. And when you outsource your conscience to an organization of violence, it robs you of the opportunity to be more kind. Because if you had control over all of your money, then if there was something you wanted to give money to specifically, you could decide for yourself how much of it goes to what. 
And the fact that you can't do that already, right, is an indication that you are being forced to pay for something you don't want, you don't need, and you never asked for. It's such a good idea, we decided not to give you the option. <laughs> uh, yeah, if that were written down, right, you know. Here's, somebody wrote down all these ideas, right? Well, and then presented okay. them to you. They okay. had like a PowerPoint presentation on a projector or something. They're trying to sell you the idea of statism. It's like, hey, I have this reward for you. You have to sign this contract. Well, what's in it? I can't tell you. You have to sign the contract. <laughs> right. Yeah. Only yeah. then will you get to know what's in it. Yeah. Hey, can you keep a secret? Well, wait a fucking second. What kind of secret? Yeah, it and like all of these things should be enough for most people to go. Wow, and yeah, government's shitty. It's a poor, antique, barbaric idea. Yeah, uh, it, it is responsible. It has always for, just been who can kill the most. Yeah, and that, that's who's at the top of government. That's who's king, the biggest killer. And then when people meet these fuckers, man, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like it's kingly, right? They have that. Um, you ever see I it? promise not to shank you. You promise not to shank me, and we'll put out carpets and flowers and whatever the fuck we need to do to ritualistically acknowledge that we won't shank each other for these five minutes, you fucker. <laughs> uh, I've seen this type of similar behavior in uh, abused puppies. Mm. Right? You ever go to like a kennel, mm. and uh, you know you go to put your hand out to pet the puppy, and the puppy backs away. Mm. Right? That, that puppy's been hit. Yeah. I thought he's afraid of the hand. Yeah. Right? Uh, that's, I mean, to me, like, they're just people, man. You know, evil. But we've, we've, uh, people, human beings have allowed the institution to remain. And, like, seriously, like, zero shots need to be fired. It's not really a, a revolution in that respect. Right. It's just it's evolution. It's it's acknowledging that there is a big ass fucking problem in human society that is the cause of most human ills by like orders of magnitude compared to like the next thing on down. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, And and like it still exists. And like we all just need to acknowledge that it's it's wrong for human beings to get along that way. Once we get there enjoy well and that's where you need to pick up the narrative because in order for it to be a real narrative it has to have well what is that bridging over to so what is this brand new world where we don't get beat the shit out of all the time look like oh well i mean i don't know because well, i do know i didn't know that it would be uh uh what is it uh, crushed dinosaur juice that would power <laughs> the power the tractors uh, after uh, you know the slaves were freed, and who would pick the cotton? So I, I don't know what the world's going to look like once that happens. Mm. All I can say is that whatever that is, is preferable to living under a world where that organization continues to exist. Well, I do know how it starts. Because the way that this violence inserts itself in our lives is by money. So what we're going to replace it with is a communication of value. Yes. Which, that is the job that money has done. But this is the actual thing. And that's what we're going to replace it with. Yeah. Yeah, the... 
you're spot on. Uh, cryptocurrency is money that politicians do not have control of. Yeah. They might own some, like a government, quote unquote, might own some number of Bitcoin that they managed to confiscate out of somebody's wallet or they maybe even bought themselves. I, I remember reading articles about town in Texas bought like a half a Bitcoin or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't remember what it was, but right. um, but they don't control it. They don't own it. They can right. only participate in it. And so that is the miraculous invention mm-hmm. that is already seeping through uh, all of the cracks and crevices of payment society, if you will, right now, because mm-hmm. that's the big app. But there are more apps. Uh, it has been called the Internet of Money. A lot of people hear that and they go, oh, Internet money. No, no, no. Internet money is like PayPal, right? Cash app, right? This is internet money, right? Cryptocurrency is the internet of money. Mm-hmm. So what the internet did for media, right, which is free it and allow everybody to become a producer, a director of their own films, their own uh, channels, right? You know, they make their own videos, Right. As soon as you put the power of communication into everybody's hand, you saw a technological period of prosperity unrivaled. Hmm. Hmm. Now, if you have the Internet of money, you can expect that to do the same thing except to money. Mm-hmm. Create a system of communication of value, uh, the likes of which has never been possible before, uh, instantaneously across borders that politicians don't control. It's important. It's important that people begin to use it. Uh, That's why I advocate for it. That's why I use it, because uh, it's important. It's not going away. Uh, They can't shut it down. They've been trying. Trust me. They've been trying and trying and trying. The only thing they can go after is people. They're beginning to realize they can't shut uh, the the system itself down. They're going after people now, and it's probably not going to get better. But what will continue to happen is it will erode their power. Because it's inevitable. It's coming. It's mathematically uh, impossible for it to not be adopted by humankind. It's a gift the likes of which I can only uh, liken to uh, the wheel, <laughs> right? Fire, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, those types of things. Television, right? These types of inventions. Flight, right? Uh, I think yeah. blockchain well, technology the, is the technology, of that level. The technology that it honestly springs to mind in a weird way. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw Dune, but they had this, um, and now I, I, I liked the classic one. Uh, they had this technology called the killing word, where it was this sort of sonic, you know, amplifiery thingy where like you had to direct your mind and say it just right, but you could like destroy these indestructible obelisks with it. And you yeah, know. I remember so this. It's like that, but the opposite. So instead of the destruction word, it's the creation word. Because if you ever want to see a motherfucker create, give him some money. Yeah. Whatever he's doing, he will do more of. Yeah, or whatever he needs done will get done. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and, and this is true. I mean, you can see this even in today's society, right? People go begging people for money all the time. I need a sponsor or, hey, I'm a charity. We're trying to accomplish this. We need some money, you know, or, hey, you gave last year and we're still doing our thing. You want to give again? You know, all of these kinds of things happen with charities all of the time. And so we know that if people value a thing, they will make it happen, right? 
and there are, pe- there are people who are willing to go around and find those people who are willing to make these things happen, mm-hmm. and they can pay for them according to their own tastes and their own budgets and within their own lives and you know within their own value system even. You know, Do I think we need security services? Yes, I do. I think human beings need security services to protect them from other human beings, right? Maybe to you that means a neighborhood watch around your neighborhood, right? Or some sort of a security guard patrolling around or something like that. I don't know what that means. But it's going to mean something different to everybody else than it does to me. And how much I'm willing to pay for that is going to be different from how much you're willing to pay for that, depending Mm. on what you need. Mm. And what we don't have are systems that tailor to our individual choices, in every other market, right, you've got thousands of choices, right? Go to the grocery store, look at any anything, right? There's thousands of bottles of two-liter soda, right, or pop, depending on where the fuck you're from, right? Um, but, like, oh, I only get one choice in protection service. Mm. <laughs> it's 2023, man, right? And you, think, you know, uh, my needs differ from everybody else, right? This whole, like... Well, one size fits all, and whether you like it or not, and it doesn't matter if we're good or bad at it, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Right. That that shouldn't be. It just straight shouldn't be. Yeah, we need to innovate everything. Yeah. Yeah, especially the most important shit. Yeah. Duh. It's interesting to me that uh, credit card companies uh, were the first to mm, co-mingle, if you will, with cryptocurrency. Right, uh, the crypto debit card stuff like that. Um, there are still prepaid cards that you can get, you know, through crypto, through the gift card economy, stuff like that. Um, and it's interesting to me that like they sort of backed out a little bit, right? They went in. It's almost like they were doing like research, right? Like, how can we? How legit is this? Can we just mold our systems to communicate with it? Mm. Uh, you know, can we be sort of the the front end, if you will, the UI mm. uh, for cryptocurrency? The user interface? Yeah. And, I mean, I think they can. Uh, I think there's a whole bunch of people who are out there doing it already, doing it before them, but mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to tell who they've hired, what they've been developing behind closed doors and that kind of stuff. The, the market, hopefully, uh, is going to spring something else upon us, right? The rate at which technology advances, we're, we're in a period of time where, like, we should start seeing more bumps mm-hmm. in like the new tech that's been invented. Um, well, the one thing I can guarantee you is that they will spring something on you that you don't expect. Yeah, I mean, true. so I think the AI thing was this massive distraction from Bitcoin because it was taking the imagination a little too far. <laughs> Damn it, the aliens didn't and work. I have no idea how they're going to try and distract people from the next... Because it's, it's a logarithm. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. Yeah. When you cut the supply in half, the market has to adjust. It's like pushing a wave. You've suddenly moved this thing. When you suddenly move this thing in an energetic system, you make this wave. And that wave does this. And then it's got to it's gotta go back to normal. Now, the, the thing that's changed has been adapted to. Yeah. So there's always going to be a sudden push of interest of attention to what bitcoin is doing at the worst goddamn possible time yeah yeah uh, and everyone fomoing in is gonna be pissed <laughs> off um, stole my money it's like fucking wait for it dude like let's just say it were, i don't think it's possible but let's just say it were possible 
for Bitcoin to go to zero, right? It's still the biggest fuck you to government I've ever seen, <laughs> right? It says, hey, guess what, motherfuckers? Uh, you don't get to own the exchange of value. It is not your domain exclusively. You will not use it to continue to rule over your fellow humans. It is not your choice to make anymore. Now it's everybody's choice to make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like to that extent, if you don't adopt cryptocurrency and you know what, you know, what kind of benefits it can have, uh, I, you know, I feel for you. Well, and you keep comparing it to when the phone system moved over. I do. And it's a matter of carrying a signal. Yeah. And the thing is that this system of value language can carry a signal. In mm-hmm. fact, we've proven already a lot of the signals that it can carry. Right now we're on Odyssey. Yeah. The way that you index that, that part of the signal is carried by one of these, a distributed network. Yep. So we're giving the evidence of what you can what you can do is all of the information can travel on this new medium. Yeah. The internet of money. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting next, I don't know, decade. Oh, yeah. Well, so that's the thing. A lot of this is going to get wrapped in together. The way that I text you something will also literally be paying you. Yeah. And what am I paid with? Well, the ability to talk, of course. The energy that it takes to keep giving us the power to talk to each other. That's what we pay each other with. Yep. And, hey, I really love what you're saying. Have some extra. Yeah. Oh, hey, you painted that for me? Have some extra talking. Yep. Hey, I really needed that done. Thanks for fixing that. Yeah. Here's some extra code. Yeah, exactly. Really, that's what they're like. Yeah. What you're doing needs more volume. I want whatever you're doing to increase in people hearing that idea in reality. Yeah. Have some of that. Yeah. And it takes energy to do that. So we're going to take energy to keep track of this. And here's the power to speak. I don't like that uh, outside of government, right? Government prohibiting uh, what we're allowed to say on a fucking radio show, right? Mm -hmm. Broadcast to people who, hey, guess what? If they don't fucking like it, they could turn the goddamn channel, Mm. right? Like, (laughs) it's just that easy, Mm -hmm. right? You should be able to make that choice, right? Porn exists everywhere on the internet, but if you're not into porn, you just don't go there. <laughs> yep. That's that's really how everything should work. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, you don't like that? Well, just don't go there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or don't participate in that activity. You know, uh, if it's something that oh, you... Oh, do you not want to fucking mosh? Then don't go into the mosh pit. Yeah. Stay on the outside. Right. You know, buy a reserved seat or a balcony seat if it's there. You know? Oh, you don't like that? Don't go there. Yeah. That don't should do be that. our reality. Turn it's the very channel. simple. Don't participate. But instead, in we have no. The the guild of war will make sure that you do it this way instead. I demand that That's you. That's how the empire functions. I demand you want that civilization to collapse. I demand that you live your life according to my preferences. Right. Yeah. That's what government is. Uh, it's forcing you to live your life to somebody else's preferences. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, if it's not to your preference as well, then it needs the force. 
Like they need to force you to do a thing if it's actually against your interest. Right. Really comes down to being as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. If it was in your best interest, they wouldn't need the force. What right. are the guns for? Right. What are the guns for? Yeah. How come they're not putting them down? Right. Showing us how to how to do it without the force. Mm. It's weird, isn't it? Huh. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's all about the narrative. So for thousands of years after the warrior cult, we had the the scribe cult making more and more and more and more intricate narratives. Right. Having to beat out the other guy on the intricate narratives of why we keep murdering each other according to the dictates of the warrior cult. Right. This is where we get uh, colorful vernacular mm-hmm. from, is these euphemisms mm-hmm. for, well, murder. Yeah. Because... Right? If you start calling it what it is, uh, people get uncomfortable, you know? Oh, oh, I see the uh, see the United States government is over there murdering some other motherfuckers again, right? But I can't say murdering some motherfuckers on the air, right? No, you know? no. Uh, no we've got to soften it. Yeah, I got to say, uh, oh, it looks like the government's over there murdering some people again. You can say that on the air. But you are encouraged to say, and you will get a lot more airtime on a lot more stations, oh, there is a new war. There is a new war. There is a new war. Let's not give any, you know, let's not, let's put that in the nice passive voice. You know, they didn't have any choice. There just was a war. A war happened. It's not that they decided they were going to kill all these innocent people for a bunch of profit. It's just a war happened. It was, it was an outbreak. Ooh, they'll give you lots of airtime if you call it an outbreak. A new war has broken out. Like it's fucking pimples. <laughs> Chicken pox. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, soup. up just up. They've just been dumping soup on all these people this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Our slapstick government. <laughs> They're a bunch of jokers, I tell ya. Oh, my God. It's all broken. The government's broken. It's like a, no. I'm trying to think of like I a... Wish. I'm trying to think of like a realistic like advertisement for government. Like, do you hate your fucking neighbors? <laughs> do you wish people you've never met and shores far away would just fucking die all of a sudden? Would you like a front row ticket to that? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Subscribe to government. <laughs> right? You know? Why, for only between half and three quarters of your life's effort, you too can experience coercion, <laughs> violence, murder. Death and destruction, the elimination of population uh, in sizable chunks that are immediately uh, miraculous in and of themselves. And all wrapped up in limitless bureaucracy. Plenty of blood for for you. Yeah. We need to index all of the death and destruction and dismemberment that we've done for all of the profit. If you act now, you also get extra democracy. (laughs) It's an investment opportunity. Oh, shit. Maybe I should try and make a TV commercial or something. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about the one where it's uh, uh, the most uh, realistic political ad. I can't mm-hmm. remember the dude's name now. Uh, Phil, Phil Mamalfa farts. farts. Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah. Well, just it wasn't at the beginning of that commercial. No, it wasn't. But he's basically just saying he would do anything. It is what it is to be vote. a politician. Yeah. I will do anything my donors ask me <laughs> ask of me. Am I going to change my name? Plastic surgery? War in the Middle East? Sounds good to me. Here's me in a construction hat pointing. <laughs> As he points in the you know, in the direction away from him as somebody looks on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I love spelling out the scheme. I uh I I tried something similar to that at a, at a previous employer. Uh, I used to have just a regular ass clipboard, the brown one, mm-hmm. right? Not the clear one, not the color one, the brown one with the metal clip on the top, and it did have a little holder for the pen, right? So it was the nice one, right? And so I would just carry that bastard with me wherever I went. It's an office job, right? So. You know, the lunchroom is on the other side of the building, you know, that kind of stuff. And you have to go to different meetings and stuff, different parts of the building. And so I just carried that with me. And anytime somebody would try and stop me in the hall and be like, hey, man, I need to talk to you. I would just grab the pen, point at the clipboard and be like, sorry, man, and then walk away. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll send you an email or I'll talk to you later about it. Okay. Right. Never once did I have anything pressing that I needed to do. Right. But like it just to mm-hmm. them, it looked like I was in the middle of something important. Oh, yeah. You know, I never people, said that I was. People respond to these unspoken signals that they're right. given. So much like the guy in this uh, most honest politician commercial mm-hmm. where they show him wearing a hat and pointing. Right. That is to you a reinforcement of something you've already been programmed to believe, mm-hmm. which is that authority should be obeyed. Right, you immediately recognize him as an authority figure because he's wearing a hard hat and pointing. He's the chief giving direction. Right, and you've seen all of these moves before. You've seen them on television. You've seen them in movies. You've seen them on the interwebs. Uh, any video provider probably has some form of this on it. Uh, you saw it uh, all through grade school, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Politicians do it all the time. Um, I remember uh, at some point uh, there was a politician who was like pointing at people and they were like, no, 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 you can't do that. You have to, you have to use the thumb. You have to point with your they thumb. They feel Close guilty hand. when you point at them. Well, yeah, so they feel like you're scolding the them. them. Right. So you have to make a and fist. And you look kind of weird if you don't actually point at them and you, you still <laughs> and look a little scoldy. So if you just have a, a oh, there you go. Just a little bit of thumb. Yeah. It's not a full scolding finger. But it gets the point across that I get to, from the very height of power, tell you what to do. Yeah, are you familiar with Oliver North? Mm-hmm. All right. Dude, uh, that was the first time that I was amazed that a dude got his career back. <laughs> so Wait, you admitted I, to that? I was I was young, and the whole thing was televised, right? And so I was glued to, like, whatever, well, I don't know, I think it was CNN or CNBC. What, no, wait, what's the government channel? That broadcasts all the oh C-SPAN C-SPAN yeah I think that's that's what I was glued to uh, during the whole trial and like they did a psychological study later on about how the trial was presented mm-hmm. on that particular channel or another channel I'm not sure which channel but they're all basically the same uh, they all of course showed uh, cameras pointed up at Oliver North mm. right uh, or maybe it was down, I don't remember, but a certain direction. And they were like, then that's because you relate this to him being uh, honest or you relate this to him being like sort of uh, oppressed, mm. right? Uh, and so there's, you've seen all of these cues before, right? So when a guy on a funny video uh, makes a motion and he's wearing a costume, it reinforces something you've all been, already been programmed to believe because you've seen it a bazillion times. Yeah. And if they want you to believe that he is innocent, they will show the judge as being uh, an oppressive force and him as being an upright good person by camera angle. And if they want you to condemn this person, they will show the judge as being upright and him being a downright lowly scumbag. And so 
it, it takes a lot to break through that level of brainwashing. Right. But you know what they don't show in public schools? Hmm. The Milgram experiments. Right? At least they didn't when I was growing up. That's for damn sure. I, I've never heard anybody go, you know, they showed me the Milgram experiments when I was in school. Uh, college. Okay. College is when they believe that you are sufficiently indoctrinated that they can allow you to have they can show some you that. And the test is if it doesn't have any of the empowering yeah. information, if, as long as you agree with our interpretation of it. If, if it doesn't have any effect on you, then you can go on to the public sector mm-hmm. <laughs> or the government sector, or as I like to call it, the murder sector. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The same thing with logic. Now, in the ancient world, they would teach logic to the smallest of children. Once you understand language, okay, first we teach you language and the principles of that, grammar. And that's also when we start uh, teaching you number. You learn letters and numbers. And the four parts of, uh, of numbers and the three parts of language. We get taught two parts of language. And we don't get to learn logic until they're so sure that they've got you that you've been through 12 years of indoctrination and they're pretty sure that you can be trusted not to rock the fucking boat. I wonder if anybody's like tried to do that, like do a study and like teach children logic like before preschool or whatever. Oh yeah. Right? You know, well, some, that's, somehow. that's, that's literally part of the purpose of the free state project is that we get to teach what is obviously what we should teach to people that we are trying to make capable human beings. I, I was thinking about this, um, Again, I've thought about it a couple of times, but I was thinking about, uh, you know, the libertarian phrase, taxation is theft. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, and then like technically it's extortion, but taxation is theft sounds cooler. Well, right? extortion's a kind of theft, really. It is, yeah. Theft by other means, but still theft. I, I'm thinking that, um, that that's fine, but it might be time for a stronger word. Mm-hmm. Right, or a stronger slogan, a stronger something to say that will immediately uh, make people uh, go, oh, oh, it really is. So I like to say, I use the word government, the organization type known as government because everybody recognizes what that is. It's the art of statism, practicing of statism. Uh, but I think that I would like to try and not use that word, and start using this instead. Hmm. Murderment. Hmm. I think it's got a stronger, stronger message. If you're like, you know, you, you stop out for a cup of coffee while you're it out doing chores. murder. Yeah, while you're out doing chores or whatever. If you're like, where are you going? Oh, I got to go pay the murderment, right? I got to renew my fishing license, give the murderment some money. You know? I'm down. Got to head over to the Department of Murderment Vehicles. You know? Like, if you just substitute that word for government, like, it'll give people a much better idea instantaneously of what's really going on. Yeah. Right? People like to be ignorant of it. They, oh, no, that's not how it works. No, it is. Look at it. Don't be afraid. It's fine. Look it up. The information's out there. There's one situation in which you allow murder. Like, you could just watch a dude just be like, you know, standing in line at the grocery store. And the guy in front of him is taking too fucking long. And he just pulls out a gun and shoots him in the back of the head. There's one situation in which you're willing to forgive someone of that. When he pulls out a badge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
or there's is in one a, murder you allow or is in the right kind of costume right yeah the right kind of costume the right kind of paperwork the nice shiny badge yep that shows he's part of the warrior guild you know there's his his guild insignia yeah it's the one time you allow them to mint murder you allow it in one situation yeah well it's time to stop all that it is in my opinion yeah it's and it's time to stop time. giving the murderment our work it's time to start giving our work to each other we're the ones feeding ourselves we're the ones protecting ourselves yeah. It's time to start giving our power to each other. <laughs> and uh, most folks are attempting to protect themselves from the murderment. Yeah. It's the only thing they have going for their bullshit dollars. Yeah. Is that, hey, we kind of promise we'll murder you less. <laughs> if you give us this many of these. How many is this many? I'm not going to tell you. What's a, Most of the time. Sometimes I'll tell you, give me 40 bucks, I I, I, I want it now. The the rate of inflation of, of the murderment will continue to climb. However, it'll just go slower. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like what you were talking about earlier with the inflation. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just a matter of giving that to the people actually giving you all of your life yeah. instead of the ones taking it. Yeah, if, if there's one guy and, you know, he goes crazy. Uh, and he becomes violent with you or somebody else or multiple people, uh, you're free to defend yourself. Uh, and that should be the end of it. Yep. <laughs> like, and, you know, if this guy does something uh, that gets himself shot, uh, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Right? It's- because I'd rather deal with one crazy motherfucker, one psychotic asshole, than... One who's in control of the largest order organization of murder the planet has ever known. Yeah. There is one time that you should allow someone to just pull out a gun and shoot someone. It's when they're trying to kill them. Yeah, in self-defense. Right. That's, that's the time. Not when they have a shiny badge. When they're being threatened. That's the time. And it's the only time. And the sooner we get on with that, the sooner we can have a world where we feed each other. Because it really is exactly like the Zen koan. Yeah. Or at least it, I, I was told it was a Zen koan anyway, of uh, an old story of a vision of hell mm-hmm. where they were all starving to death and just covered in rotting crap and bugs everywhere. And, and what it was, there was this great, beautiful banquet in front of them but the only way they could touch it was with these six foot chopsticks so everyone's you know like trying to shove each other out of the fucking way and like <laughs> god damn it i've got to put this way over my mouth and it's mo- hey you slop that on me motherfucker yeah horrible mess and then is shown a vision of heaven serene beautiful filled with love everyone's well fed and happy. It's the exact situation. Mm. But they fed each other. Right. Yeah. It's really just that. Yeah. I, That's where the food comes from. Yeah, the, That's where the safety comes from. That's where all of the things that give life come from. You want to see real human charity in action? You've already seen it if you've uh, you know been through some sort of a natural disaster where uh, all of a sudden 
you know, there's like a, a number for the Red Cross, right, all over the news. And then all of a sudden there's a number uh, whenever they mention the Red Cross, it says this is how much has been raised so far, mm-hmm. right? And so it's it's the cue for everybody to go, hey, let's raise that number, right? And they raise that number and everybody goes, yeah, we did good. Well, guess what? That works in a free market. Yeah. Right? Uh, and in fact, uh, helps to reduce uh, waste, uh, bureaucracy, uh, inefficiency, because it allows things to be done for the sake of the thing to be done, not for the sake of retaining a new government organization to oversee the thing. Right. For all of time. Right. Anytime a new thing comes along, the government's invent a new uh, office of this, that, or the other fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And that office now seeks to uh, have purpose or lose its job. Right. So it's incentivized to keep going whatever malaise it was created to prevent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because those people don't want to lose their jobs. Well, and that's the difference. That's how you can tell whether this was coercive. Or voluntary. Look at the fruits of it. Hey, when we solve this problem, do we solve this problem? But let's talk about what that makes the people who uh, do the government jobs, right? Because you choose to. You don't want to get fired. Mm -hmm. But that makes those people become tyrants. Yeah. Unconsciously even. I'll Mm -hmm. give them that. Perhaps they're they're in the fog of statism. I think I'm doing good. I'm doing public service by working for the government. No, you're not. I deserve you're, my 50% higher wage than those who are doing the exact same job of me volunteered. You're perpetuating murderment. You literally are. Uh, you have a choice, right? You're welcome to choose something else. You know, I'm not saying you got to quit your job tomorrow or whatever, but like figure it out. Figure out how to do something else. Get yourself some skills. Get something. Yeah. Do you remember uh, in Clerks, they brought up the question of the people building the Death Star? <laughs> it was like the second Death Star, not the first one. Now, the first one, everyone had built it, and that was that. Yeah. But the second one, they had to like scrap together real quick because they weren't expecting the first one to blow up. They were just, you know, this was in the, in the, in the background. So they probably had to get a whole bunch of people from the free market to get that shit done so quickly. What about those guys? I mean, did they really deserve to be put to death with the empire? I mean, they're just, you know, workmen. You know, these are roofers and shit. I mean, they're not stormtroopers, these ones, the ones they had to bring in. If you dance with the devil, you know, prepare to get burnt. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it, right? I mean, the best that anyone can do right now uh, outside of innovating, right? Outside of, uh, I don't know, downloading a cryptocurrency wallet and figure out, figuring out how to trade with your family and friends and your community mm-hmm. uh, on an individual basis. Um, you know, the best anybody can do is uh, if you're attacked uh, by government, figure out how to mitigate the damage mm-hmm. because they've already decided to attack you. Damage has already occurred by that point, right? If they... If you've been attacked by government, and that is, you know, served a summons or, you know, you've gotten a ticket for speeding, right? These are attacks on you by government. Uh, The best you can do is mitigate the damage. Yeah. Uh, The old libertarian saying, you can beat the rap, but you can't beat the ride. Right. Yeah. The, the, The punishment is just... Letting you know that we're allowed to fucking punish you. Yeah, well, and forcing you to do shit you wouldn't otherwise normally do. If you didn't harm anybody, 
You know, yeah. if you were speeding or, you know, you went through a, a, a red light when there was no fucking traffic or some shit, right? Like, I'm sorry, I was yeah. fucking rude there. And if there had actually been someone there, it might have mattered that I was rude there. Right. But look how everyone's undamaged. And in this particular case, no one even got scared. And like to that extent too, like I'm I'm willing to obey traffic requirements, right? As part of my road services provider subscription that I pay for, right? This allows me the ability to travel over privately owned roads. And uh, if I go outside of my local, uh, you know, driving area, I have reciprocal agreements with other RSPs that allowed me to roam. Yeah. So now I can drive anywhere that my, my company has reciprocal agreements with other companies who provide these private roads, right? So, of course, if it has value, it's going to be provided. There's going to be a method of delivering that good to you at a price that you can afford uh, because people will serve each other to enrich themselves. Rather than people bashing each other over the head and murdering each other and stealing what value they had. There's only two ways to amass wealth. One is by being a murderment, right? Basically, uh, or at least a horrible person, right? You're going to kill people and take their wealth, right? That's, that's horrible. You shouldn't do that. Bad you. <laughs> scold, scold, scold. But like the other way to enrich yourself is to serve other men by providing goods and services and exchanging them for other goods and services or some sort of measure of value. There is some bit of leeway with that uh, in inheritance. So when when you leave something to your uh, your children and grandchildren, sure. or, or even your friends or nephews or whoever, or a right? charity, right, or a charity, when you leave uh, when you leave money to people, they actually haven't performed uh, that service that you expect. They haven't provided that good. You just expect them to do that in the future. So there is that exception of it. Sure. And that has to exist because, A, no one's going to work that hard when they can't leave something to the people they love. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, B, yeah, we can take the chance where someone ends up a little useless because they got handed a bunch of shit and then didn't fulfill their contract. And you know why we can do that is because technology moves forward. Unless all of that extra wealth well, gets stolen before we get it. See, the, the thing is, is that um, it's all about the incentive, right? All of these things can exist because the incentive is now correct. Right? The incentive is to serve your fellow man, provide value, create value mm -hmm. for your fellow man. Whatever it is that, it, that you do, right, that does that, you figure it out, right? That's up to you. It's on you, Right. And then figure out, you know, hey, can I earn enough to survive in the type of lifestyle that I want? If not, how do I uh, enrich myself further? And you go on a quest for knowledge, right? right? And this can start at any fucking age, right? I remember I was, fuck, man, like four, maybe five years old. I don't remember exactly, but I was still pretty fucking young. And I remember uh, uh, my, my mom being on the phone, uh, basically arguing with somebody. And I detected something was wrong. I didn't understand the situation at all. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm worried about, you know, paying the rent this month or something, you know? And I was like, oh. So I went into my room. I grabbed some uh, some paper and some crayons, and I started drawing pictures of stuff. 
because I knew how to draw. Uh, one of my grandfathers taught me how to do like perspective drawing, little log cabin and some trees and shit like that. So I just drew a bunch of fucking pictures, right? A half a dozen, six, eight of them, something. And I put a little price tag on them, right? Nickel, 25 cents, right? You know, I was, I was being entrepreneurial. I went around to our apartment complex door to door with this fucking thing of pictures, knocked on fucking doors, right? And I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to sell these pictures. Do you want to buy any of the pictures? And everybody was like, oh, you're so cute, and blah, 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 right? You know, and then some people would buy the pictures. And I came back with like, I don't know, like a buck 50 or something, right? But I was like, hey, mom, here. I just sold some of, some of these drawings and put that towards rent. I don't know if it's enough or not, but, you know. So, like, that was my first entrepreneurial experience, right? Now, that was a learning opportunity that I could have explored further, I could have analyzed that situ- situation and gone, well, uh, I didn't sell as many as I needed, but I did sell some, uh, you know, which one was the highest one, you know, who were the people that bought the most, right? I started rating my customers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is uh, what they call a, a, a management database, right? You start remembering your customers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got software to do all this for you at corporations right. now. But- right. And it's important to do so because... Uh, the Pareto distribution of 80-20 or square root, yeah. however you want to do that, also applies to your customers, both in the profitable ones and the pain in the ass. Right. My point is that knowledge uh, is a quest that people will voluntarily go on once they realize they need it to accomplish something. So once you get the incentive structure of human beings correct, human beings will self-incentivize to self-educate. Mm-hmm. Right, because everybody has to be born to somebody, and everybody else is going to be like, "You got to self-educate, man." <laughs> you know, you want right. some help? Sure, I, I'm available, right? Or I know somebody who can, or whatever. You know, that kind of a thing. But like, yeah. it has to happen, man. Uh, some I'm, of the smartest I'm free for tutoring if you need some help. But yeah, you got to self-educate. Some of the smartest people I know today are, you know, glued to, uh, you know, things that they're interested in, right? specific subjects right uh like i don't know it would be like uh being a nerd in something right if i'm a music nerd or a metal nerd i'm always engaged in my you know metal news what's going on with this band and that you know that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um there are people who are glued to their things specifically so in creating more individuals the internet has already allowed people to sort of live in different knowledge universes simultaneously Hmm. I might be studying history right now, and you might be studying science right now, or or some other subsection of those two subjects, but we exist simultaneously in different worlds. Hmm. We don't watch the same news programs because we're able to select all the things we want our attention given to or, or subscribed to for that particular purpose. Hmm. So choice is building more individuals, and as more individuals are built, we're just going to realize, I think, that like forcing everybody into a one-size-fits-all thing called government. It's completely wrong and inhumane. Yeah. Even inhuman. Yeah. It's going to become just as fucking obvious as slavery was. Right. Like, okay, here's how obvious it was that slavery was bullshit. We literally forgot why we stopped, and we still know it's bullshit. Like, that's how obvious it actually is that that's bullshit. Yeah. And as soon as the people decide to go through the pain of seeing government for what it is, then it will become just as obvious for all future generations that this was fucking stupid. Don't (laughs) hand all of the murder powers to one group. (laughs) Right. It's not worth it. Yeah. I wonder, like, 
Like, what else does human humankind look back on and go, yeah, that was dumb? <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, slavery is the big one. Yeah, I All mean, right? it's the recent one. Uh, I guess conscription is kind of a slavery. Uh, well, I mean, we that's always the problem. It's always one big fucking problem yeah. with multiple versions of it. Right. Like, yeah. it, oh, oh, kings. Kings. Yeah. That's when we look at back as stu- Can you fucking believe that we used to literally believe that God chose one family to rule everybody? I mean, there still are kings, but yeah, you're right. The the belief that that's how it comes about is, yeah. I, or for that matter, the other version of that myth. Can you believe we used to believe that there was one family that was the kin of the gods? Uh I mean, literally ideas somehow fucked somebody, and that's why we let them tell us what to do. Yeah, it is hard to believe. Um, We should head to break uh, 603-283-6160. We're going to take a short break here. Uh, We will be back shortly. I usually uh, just play some soothing music for you listeners while we take 10 minutes. We'll be right back. It's Beard Talk Live.
I fade out when I'm coming back on. I'm doing the fade out as I tell people I'm fading out so that we're back. It's Beard Talk Live. 603-283-6160. The state sucks. (laughs) I I just wanted to get that one out there. The state uh, sucks. We already said fuck the FCC. Mm-hmm. And just to prove it, I think we should just amble along whenever you're ready. Shit, Shit piss, piss, fuck, fuck cunt, cunt, cocksucker, cocksucker motherfucker, motherfucker, and, and tits. And fuck the FCC. And fuck the FCC. I don't mean to be redundant, but... You know what? We get to... Do the verbal equivalent of music. You know why? Because music stirs something in you. And yeah, when I say fuck, it brings my words into that reptile part of your brain where action comes from, where you pay the fuck attention. Yeah. I mean, it's the equivalent of saying that you can't speak in religious terms. Nope, you, you use those religious terms, you go to jail. Why? Well, you're not allowed to do that. Oh, you're not allowed to stir something in anyone. Is that how this game works? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the basis of art, right, is what you're talking about. Yeah. Stirring emotions. Art art is just that. And I can't, like, is there a better vehicle for value exchange in art than cryptocurrency? Really? I mean, like... Everything that's currently being done payment-wise could be done with some sort of cryptocurrency, right? Micropayments, royalties, right? Even if, like, that part of the system didn't well, change, the existing system could very easily adopt uh, all art exchange. So check this shit out. It's like if you made every single possible form of art in the same medium. Okay, yeah. So all of the ones that you want to keep on the eternal blockchain there, Maybe you'll send that one again. But it's already on the eternal record. Right. Like, that's the language we have to learn how to speak, is there's an eternal record that everyone can use to talk to each other in. Yeah. And it's accurate and truthful. Yeah. But I can also (laughs) break down this painting and give you that movie. Because they're made of the same stuff. Yeah. And that just puts that also into the eternal record. Which the cool thing about that is hey, when we make agreements, it's totally free to permanently inscribe them on memory. Just like all of the other things that we've decided to permanently inscribe to memory. Uh, Dear AI, I would like uh, an AI whose job it is to uh, make its way into uh, any database, uh, particularly those owned by and operated by uh, murderment. Right, and just release all knowledge to everyone from all governments at one time. Right, just release it all. All of a sudden, they're transparent organizations, 100%. You see all the statistics. You see all of the data in front of you. Well, the only way that I can see moving from here to there is to allow competition in it. Because I will trust you a lot more when you show me what you're doing. Yeah. And if I want you to keep me safe then I'll be happier to give you my money to keep me safe when I know exactly what you're doing to keep me safe. I don't want you doing creepy shit to keep me safe. I'm not willing to pay for that. 
Yeah. Right. So that's exactly how the the market would move things into preference. Yes. It, it, proper order. Uh, properly incentivized order, right? You have to recognize, not you, but people have to recognize that people respond to positive incentives, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, carrot, not stick, mm-hmm. right? And so you just look around the world and go, oh, where's that out of alignment? Oh, you mean... Everything I do isn't voluntary. Mm-hmm. There are things that I, there are features of my life that I can't shut off when I decide I don't like them or don't want to subscribe to them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, or there are features that I don't have admin control of over my own person. Uh, that's fucked up, man. It is. It's what's making the human organism unhealthy. Yeah. It's it's the blocking of the natural function of living things. Yeah, and the and na- it- the natural. Uh, order right of of uh, incentive right people will do what they're incentivized to do right so if you want to motivate a whole bunch of people to I don't know, build a house mm-hmm. right? you create incentive for them to do so right and then when it's done you you know fulfill the agreement right you want them to do that long term and call it a job okay fine you can do that too like i don't care as long as it's voluntary <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely to answer your question yeah and the fun part is we get to decide whether or not and when we feel like it to pay each other in works of art. Because sometimes I'm just making a daily payment or whatever. Yeah. So if I'm making a daily payment to you, I can encode into that whatever little blip that I want. So I can see which tapestry of data I want to weave into the permanent record as we form this relationship of you provide me this service and I give you the power to keep doing things. Because that same power of speech is the power of creation. It does require communication to collaborate. Yeah. Yeah. And collaboration is immeasurably more powerful than doing things on your own. It's exponential instead of uh, arithmetic. Yeah. It's not times, it's to the power of. That's big. Yeah. And that's what happens when we use synergy. I mean, hell, by the time I've managed to articulate into words an an idea to tell to you, I've got half of it solved because I heard me say that, and I had to, like, really figure out what the fuck I was thinking. (laughs) Then you have your whole storage of experience to bounce that idea off of. Of course that's massively more powerful than just bouncing around my own head, not even quite articulated. So to do that through a network of billions of people. Yeah, I really like that uh, it's no longer required for um, geographic expertise to limit innovation, right? Right. So it used to be, you know, the circles of uh, people willing and able and well-funded to, like, get together and work on a project or whatever, some scientific discovery, whatever it is. Um, You know, it could only happen limited as how far away were they when whatever event happened to like participate in the thing. So like the fact that you can do video conferencing now, just one-on-one even, right. That's beyond amazing. Right. All of a sudden project time, inventions, innovation, communication, you know, became far more efficient just from that one little ad, 
that one little addition, that one extra feature. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime you have that the exponential explosion, mankind benefits. Sadly, uh, they seem to all be precluded by you know, a bunch of murder. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, empires don't go out uh, with a whimper usually. I think we have an opportunity to, to make that happen peacefully, voluntarily. But it's going to take a lot of people participating, right? Dude, it keeps surprising me how slow this goes. Honestly, it's fucking aggravating. (laughs) But I know that it's necessary because we do want the most peaceful transition. Fucking aggravating that it takes forever for people to wake up and go, oh, right, use the thing that actually makes sense of itself instead of just trusting these people that told me they did all the good things. Yep, it's slow. But, I mean, the fact that... Oh, instead of just having it suddenly, you need to ha- like split everything in half. Yeah. No, we're just going to slowly because governments are inept, and well, you'll follow this over here, and you'll slowly but surely like wander off somewhere while Bitcoin does its thing. And maybe at some point, someone's going to go, "Hey, we used to use gold. That worked." Yeah. Maybe gold will do its thing, and Bitcoin will follow it, or not. Do you feel like um, in the world today that, like, people are less competent at their jobs mm-hmm. than, you know, like, just in your daily life, you know, you run into people at workplaces, cashiers, and, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, customer service workers, salespeople, you know, that type of a thing. Do you, do you find that the older you get, you feel like people are less competent? Generally, yeah. Um, I do have... Uh exceptions from time to time like uh people knew about tesla younger than i did that was kind of cool but honestly i'm worried about the cliff that we're headed toward because a huge chunk of the population just didn't see human faces while they were developing language and they're fucked yeah for life so there's just going to be this cliff of competence. And all of a sudden, 80% of the population is dumb. So uh, the thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I read an article recently, and it's right here in front of me. I don't necessarily want to read from it, but it says that um, the shift in culture, human culture right now, uh, that shifted from meritocracy to diversity he's talking about the and i've been through like these hr trainings when you get hired by a corporate thing diversity training or whatever the fuck it is they had many words for it many different ways to describe it uh i know what it is i've been through it um but this article just insists that that's what's wrong with the universe right now is that uh, particularly the united states specifically is that the shift from meritocracy to diversity uh, has caused a mass shift because now people aren't getting hired based on their competency, their ability to perform the list of tasks. Uh, and so employers are dividing those tasks and then just hiring people who are good at, you know, a portion of that job but giving them that title and then hiring another person, you know, and paying them less to do these other tasks because they can't find enough people to do the whole task. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, meritocracy is that was the u.s ever a meritocracy well more so than the rest of the planet for 
Well, the first half of the 1800s for sure. Okay. Um, everything went to shit in the Civil War. Like the Civil War is when it went from uh, a league of states to a fucking empire. Hey, we're gonna do our own thing over here because you keep fucking us with these tariffs. We need free trade or our our natural goods are not worth shit. Like we need to grow fucking clothes here. Don't tax it or we can't compete. They're like, fuck you. We'll buy it cheaper because we're the ones buying. So we'll impose taxes on you Mm. so that we can buy it cheaper to put into our manufacturing base. They went, well, fuck you then. We're not doing the tariffs. Hey, England, you can trade here for free. They went, the fuck you do. If I had to free the slaves... I'll do it, but I got to keep this union together. A paraphrase of Abraham Lincoln. Um, I think this article sort of calls out the period um, uh, of like maybe say the, the, the 50s or at least the idea that people have in their heads what the 50s were like mm-hmm. thanks to black and white television, right? Uh, that's, you know, the idea that most folks have in their head of that period of time Well, where there was like, you know, folks were still doing getting hired and doing jobs because they were the best able to do those jobs. And, and now those jobs seem to be split between more and more people who uh, can't do all of the job. And it's weird. I mean. So I think about uh, Andy Griffith. Yeah. You know, right. the sheriff. Right. Yeah. And on the one hand, this is a huge amount of propaganda. This is the thin edge of the wedge. This is how they get you to accept that he's just looking out for you. On the other hand, at least we had a narrative where we would expect the people that were powerful to be decent and human and, like, have faces and expect us to have faces and names and stories and lives. Yeah. Well, uh, people like that don't want to be put in a position of dominating somebody else well and the thing is everyone's supposed to be andy griffith everyone's supposed to have the same power and we're all supposed to treat each other humanly yeah be your own andy griffith yeah and sure uh when that guy's you know drunk he's kind of out of his mind put him in the jail cell no one him you know driving like that he's He's in an altered state. You look out for your friends in altered states. It's the neighborly thing to do. Yeah. Well, you can do that without jail cells, but nonetheless, the sentiment is received. Well, yeah, exactly. I'd put him in the guest room. That's yeah. the right thing to do. The yeah. thing that humans do when they're not being paid by the murderment. Right. So do you think the level of competency is going to decline? Continue it's to going decline to very if you think instantaneously it move into a Pareto distribution. What's what's a Pareto distribution? Okay, so uh, there's a bunch of things that, uh, as they accumulate, they accumulate faster. Yeah, uh, technologies and cities and black holes and rainforests and all that, right? Yeah. So it's a square root rule. Or an 80-20 is usually how it works out for most scales. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, any creative endeavor, there's a square root that does half of the effective work. 
And we have had basically a normal distribution right now because all of the brilliance has been reined in like a motherfucker and all of the midwits have been empowered. And that is all of a sudden going to stop because they decided to like kill the brains of all of their slaves. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean... Paint a picture, why don't you? I cannot say that that was accident. I cannot allow you the idea that you didn't mean to do that. No, that's clearly intentional. Like, you know, the the watchmaker idea, it's one of the arguments of uh, uh, against atheism. Yeah. That, well, things are so intricate that if you find a watch, there's the evidence of a watchmaker. And, yeah, this is intricate. There's the evidence of a watchmaker. Yep. This Agreed. is designed for this purpose. It is. Look at the output. That's... See the intricate design. Realize what's happening. Yeah, look and build something else at the output. I and like you learn that in tech as a way of measuring a thing, right? You have to measure the output in order to know whether or not the thing that you put together uh, provides said output. Right. And it's just as simple as that. Look at everything. Look at the output of mm-hmm. a thing. Right. Uh, does uh, your local police station uh, look at its output? What does it actually deliver? Don't uh, think about what uh, what police have been portrayed to be on your television set and in movies, right? Go and research and look at their results. Look at, you know, how many tickets do they write? How many crimes are, are prosecuted, right? Go and look at just how much they do, right? And then go, how much of this is necessary? And you're going to be like, none, <laughs> right? If you can think it through, right? Because the, the evidence is always overwhelming that, governments do far more bad uh, than they do good, if they can even be said to do good at all. Some people go, well, what about the this or the that? Well, they did hand you crutches after they broke your legs. <laughs> and then told you you needed them to help you in the wheelchair. Yeah. That they'll sell to you. You know, and if you can't afford it, they'll be happy to put you in debt. We promise it's not slavery. But you owe us forever, whatever we said. Man, if there was like a, you know, on, uh, on in the big cities, they have the, the city bus, that's mm-hmm. what I call it, you know, public transport, whatever. And uh, they have the ads, the, like billboard ads on mm-hmm. the sides or on the back or whatever. I could see that like being like a, a government mm-hmm. slogan. Government, so, we promise it's not murder. I got to do a shameless plug here. <laughs> Uh, there's this, uh, old YouTube, uh, video about the Jones plantation. Oh yeah. Just one of those like, you know, stop. Uh, yeah, you remember that. Uh, so they finally got around to making the movie of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's 10 bucks. Yeah, That's I, fucking awesome. I, I saw it at uh, Porkfest. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Larkin Rose, uh, has been working on that for a long ass time. Right. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy Larkin's content. Uh, he like, <laughs> he's corrected me on a couple of places where I, th- I was like, no, I thought it would go the, oh, I see how it goes that way now and why it wouldn't go the way that I thought it did you mm-hmm. know, at first. Right. Um, so, uh, it, it should, I, I mean, hopefully the message is spreading. Hopefully, uh, more f- people are realizing what's going on around them 
The well, the former Soviet Union would would cry, would give its left nut for just a, a fraction of the spying and controlling and you know socialist Don't type even things. Stalin that, didn't give know. a SWAT team to the education <laughs> system. Come on. <laughs> Like, Dude, we gotta uh, sell extra SWAT trucks. Okay, fucking SWAT team up the education system. Why not? Might come in handy. Well, do you want us to like stop the people shooting? Stop them? Fuck! Who do you think gave them the idea? Uh, that fucking uh, I think it was in Kansas. The uh, newspaper place got raided by the local police. They took all their computers and shit the day before published. They needed to publish their their newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it's just inner city corruption, like, like inter like it's a small town, right? It's a small town political fucking drama, right? And so if you can look at that and go, holy fuck, in a small town, this level of evil is going on, but you can't imagine how much more evil, a much larger version of that is committing. The boot goes all the way down uh, or all the way up, depending on, you know, if it's on yeah. top of you or not. Yeah. The smallest voice has to be crushed at any price. The one thing we can't allow in an empire of lies is that treason called the truth. And it's the one thing that keeps life alive. I mean, that's the nature of being alive. You can only digest so much untruth before you're dead. The truth is you need water. And if you don't drink water, you're going to fucking die. Get caught in mouth, that's for sure. Right. So you can only allow this much of that untruth. And every other lie is like that, but with different ways of manifesting. I I am wishing, I've been thinking about what you said about it. It's a slow process and I'm wishing it would, it would pick the fuck up right? and wishing more people would get the fuck up and move. Right, you've been yeah. thinking about it, but you ain't done it, and you see, you know how much worse the world has gotten. Um, yeah, if you don't think now is the time, I, I can't tell you when the when a better time would be, but it's not going to be soon. Well, apparently <laughs> the snooze alarm's about to go off because there are rumblings, especially in academia, of oh, we might do another lockdown. Uh, that woke a bunch of people up. Hey, the snooze alarm's going off. I'm just uh, going to say... Argentina's being overthrown, and we're not entirely certain what way. I'm just going to say no right now to that. No. I just wanted it on the record. Nope. Not going to do it. Do what? Uh, whatever. <laughs> right, the the mask thing or whatever. Yeah. You know, well... Uh, no. Lockdown? No, sorry. As always, they're going to try and whip us into a frenzy uh-huh. so that they can blame death on us when that's what they do. Because that's the one thing they always need is an excuse for their murders. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, one that you'll believe. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to get a bunch of people whipped up into, well, I'm going to double not comply this time. <laughs> Extra super double not yeah. comply. Uh, I don't know. I I hope more people don't comply. Right, if well, they try I, anything at all. In look, fact, I hope I look, hope the overwhelming majority is like fuck off. Yes, the the, the correct solution is fuck off. Yeah, just no. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm doing what I'm doing. Sorry, this I'm a free dumb. person. No. Uh, <laughs> the correct response is no. That's no, not 2020. 
it's just as simple as going about what you wanted to go about anyway. It, well, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, and the no. Thing is, and then psh, reality is about to punish everyone that's going down with the ship. Like, you can see the cracks in the entire banking system. Like, one way or another, the world order that exists is fucking gone. So everyone that's going with it is about to go with it. So there's a bunch of waves. Go with them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a new world. It's going to be fundamentally unlike the world before, because that's what humans create. Do you think that... um AI is is capable of. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about like it could be the the UI to like getting stuff. User done. interface. Yeah. Don't you start acronyming. Sorry. <laughs> Let me add that to the acronomicon, mm. evil book of acronyms. There you go. Uh, you know, in uh, in such a way, I was thinking about uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, right? Mm-hmm. Computer. You know, plot a course towards Starbase Seven. You know, it would mm-hmm. go okay. And it would do that. Like, do you think, uh, have software coders been eliminated or assisted by AI? Uh, both. Okay. So the the simplest jobs have been largely eliminated, but even some knowledge of the simplest ways of doing this will give you uh, an awareness of what the code is capable of doing. So since you know the the way that this art is structured, yeah. even though the things that you were capable of doing were all so fucking tedious, we just made the rocks do it instead. But yeah. the fact that you knew how to do that means that you can more easily fill up the space of this uh, technology's potential because you have some idea how code works. And everything just moves up a step yeah. because you have this brand new paintbrush and and that's really the wild part of it and to be fair star trek did kind of warn us about this with the holographic technology that they okay you gave the the computer the power to speak and then you gave it commands verbally Mm. okay apparently this is what language does sometimes it's salmon in a river if you've seen that one show me salmon (laughs) in a river Delicious sushi in the uh, glory of nature. Okay, fair enough. And sometimes it's, hey, I need you to program this in C. Oh, sorry, make that C+. Plus. It, no, oh, sorry, C++. Plus plus. Now there's always going to need to be a matter of extra work put in because I, we have to fix the shit that I, fucks up like the salmon in the river. I think you're on to it, but I think that the practical application for what you're talking about is to be the universal language translator. Hmm. Universal means universal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, music is a language. Yeah. Code is a language. Yeah. English is a language. Mm-hmm. Right. Numbers, math, you know, could be considered a language. Oh, it absolutely is a language. And so. And possibly language is. Right. And so now uh, they have an ability for uh, value to be translated as well as uh, speech uh, to anyone on planet Earth uh, in a decentralized way. Mm-hmm. Right, it just exists. It can't be taken away from from you know until like the internet completely you know crumbles. And if that happens, well, we got well. Problems. To be fair, they are absolutely planning a. Uh, 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 
I remember Pearl Harbor of the internet or a 9-11 <laughs> of the internet or whatever the fuck of the internet. They are going to do another psop and this time it'll if you be, don't let us watch you know, in your homes Russian hackers, depending on how the election goes some stupid fucking thing there's going to be a oh, oh internet's dangerous again we better start regulating it better get your internet license better kyc <laughs> no your customer not kfc for the aml <laughs> And I'm money laundering. What are you, some kind of terrorist? If you've done nothing wrong, you've got nothing to hide. These are all acronyms in the Acronymicon, the yeah. evil book of acronyms. The evil book of acronyms. Mm. And that six is some of the worst damn letters ever. And, like, they're uh, they're all, like, most of them sound like a thing that they're not. The Central Intelligence Agency. <laughs> like, uh, uh, like we're in Tron, right? You know, we're talking to the CPU. You know, you are the Oracle. You are the <laughs> Central Intelligence Agency. You're the mm-hmm. only one. You're the one true intelligence agency. <laughs> You're the Central Intelligence. It just sounds like a I don't know, like an evil nemesis. It does. The Central Intelligence Agency. Like translate this into a comic book without making it have plans of world domination. People, honestly. People are like, what do you do? I play guitar and I'm on a radio thing. Like that's easy, right? But if uh, what do you do? <laughs> Central intelligence. intelligence. Jesus. Yeah, fucking like, megalomania. <laughs> uh, theirs. That's my that's my other favorite one. The IRS. It does belong the in the and IRS the if you just take the space out. It's theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that more accurately describes their, their agency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much do I owe you? That's for you to guess at. We like to play gamble. And sometimes when we play gamble, we put you in jail. It's fun. Uh, the Bureau of Internal Affairs. Mm-hmm. Well, who's taking care of the external ones? Mm. Right? Is there another Bureau of External Affairs that I'm well, not yes, aware of? Well, yes, that's where we murder all the people. Oh. It's like, well, if you don't love it, you can leave it. Oh, so they can blow me up. Oh, it's because nobody Go would... Go renounce your citizenship. Yeah, that's a great idea. Nobody nobody would be able to keep the BEA and the DEA separate when talking about them. Because mm. they would share almost the same acronym, except for the Done first lost time. me. It's all right. I I'm out of acronym. And this is what happens when you acronym. You USA patriot. <laughs> to, I think that to, ought to be a curse word. Wait, wait. Seriously, if I call you a USA patriot, I think that should be a curse word. T-M-F-I-N-R. Like you sent it... Blue pill bitch. T M I N F R. T M I N F R. That motherfucker is not real. <laughs> <laughs> you familiar with this? Mm-hmm. Uh, the chick who freaked out and you turn, know. turns out she's a marketing genius. <laughs> <laughs> willingly or unwillingly? No, like before this all went down, she had held. Uh, positions of prestige, or at least positions of marketing, right? Uh, and, you know, was doing well for herself. Yeah, I don't know how well, but, you know, uh, they say she was doing well. And so uh, then uh, all of a sudden she decides to, like, release a video where she talks about the thing that happened after a whole bunch of silence, right? Mm. And then a whole bunch of people watched that. And she became an instant sensation. She's got a website. She's got... You know, the, the Patreon going on, right? She's collecting donations. I don't know what she's doing, right? But, like, boom. 
And so then I saw an article, the headline was, turns out marketing genius is a marketing genius. <laughs> Imagine like if that was premeditated, like I'm going to make some shit up on the airplane. I'm going to freak out a little bit. Right. And then people capture it on their cell phones and then I'll get the fuck out. And then they'll put that all over the internet. And then people will be like, who the fuck is this chick? Right. Well, Which is exactly what happened. Well, I gotta I tell you, tell. man. We, we we talk about this particular form of organization, and whatever they call themselves, theirs or central <laughs> intelligence. Isn't that right, central intelligence? <laughs> oh, bubbies! I don't give a fuck what they call themselves. I mean, that motherfucker is not real. Well, we're the government. That motherfucker is not real. I, well, I'm here on behalf of the state. That motherfucker is not real. We have an offer from McDonald's. You know, to be fair, that motherfucker is not real. Y'all pretending so you can make burgers. I respect that. But that motherfucker is not real. Somebody needs to make a, a soulful blues song about that motherfucker is not real. <laughs> Maybe with like a banjo and a forest in the background. You know, something like that. Maybe wear some suspenders. Maybe a piece of wheat hanging out the side of your mouth or something would be, you know, mm. an improvement. Mm. We need a jar. A jar for blowing on. Your door yeah. is a jar? No, sorry. That's a... Uh, dude, man, I remember the first car to talk to me. It, that's what it said. Mm. Your door is a jar. Mm. It had a little voice. And if the door was open, it would tell you. So going ding, 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 like most cars do. Mm-hmm. I would and like my car to be just as ungoverned as I would like myself to be. It, it never caught on because, like, the car was talking to you. <laughs> People were like, I don't want my car talking no. to No. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that creepy valley shit. Yeah. Like, there's this uh, uncanny valley between, like, you're, you're obviously not human things starting to act a little too human. Fuck off. I don't want my conveyance talking to me. It's weird. It's creepy. Apparently... I am mistaken. I thought I was wrong Because once. they all, like... But I was mistaken. <laughs> acting more human and more human every day. Now they're more like goddamn spaceships and more like goddamn spaceships. Human human beings have a long way to go, I think. Um, I mean, just the idea of conducting yourself in a completely voluntary way uh, every day of your life is new, apparently. <laughs> Even, I mean... Anarchist thought's been around for a long time. Voluntarist thought's been around for a long time. But I think it's, like, more accessible than ever. And that has created the bump that we've seen. We've, the liberty movement itself is just evidence of that. Mm. Um, I, you know, like, okay, now what, right? Mm. What's the next bump? Where, where, what's the next thing? Like, why, why is it taking so long, you know? Um. Well, human human beings are are fallible, and I am. I mean, I do I do dumb things, uh, you know. And I go, damn it, why did I do that? And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, because I'm human and I did a dumb thing. So I don't want to be too difficult on humans. I don't like most of you, <laughs> right? But like, I kind of need you. You know, mm -hmm. human beings need each other to serve each other in order to achieve some level of wealth or and and happiness. You need to interact with other carbon based life forms. Uh, to exist. Yeah, and look, the fact is that we used to have to, like, run into each other all the time in order to help each other. 
And frankly, that tends to piss us off a lot. And then we start killing each other because we're pissed off. And now we can just only run into the people that we like running into. Yeah. And they'll only run into the people they like running into. And all those people I don't like running into will still help me. Because they're part of this network. Doing what this network needs done. It is an extension of the network effect. And I... It's almost like you remember, you remember the scenes in uh, the Matrix, the 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 numbers mm. up and down, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's almost yeah, like the scrolling green yeah, code. Yeah, imagine it was taking over uh, islands of statism, right? And as the code went by, the islands began to erode and be replaced uh, with Bitcoin. That's probably going to sound creepy to somebody who's like, "That <laughs> sounds creepy." It, it does. It does sound creepy, but like that's an accurate description, I think, of mm-hmm. what's happening, right? Uh, the institutions that exist currently go, shit, they're right. We can't stop this shit. All we can do is arrest a bunch of people and slow down uh, the, the overtaking. But the overtaking is going to happen. Bureaucracy will be replaced with decentralized uh, forms of record keeping. Mm-hmm. Just going to happen. Well, and There's honestly, never been a more efficient and accurate way to do it uh, before now. So it's just going to happen. Uh, I'm, you know. What it did is it made them completely visible. By doing exactly that, it took off the cloak, yeah. and everyone could see, oh, this is what the financial system is made of. It's literally rug pulls from top to bottom. Yeah. People talk about a transparent everyone, government, right? Uh, this one gives you, the, I mean, you don't need government. You just need a transparent way to keep records with each other. Right. That's it. And everyone was shocked that by having this, like, transparent set of records, you can't pull the same schemes that you pulled in Wall Street when you could bribe all of the officials. Right. Because you can't bribe code. Right. Code is code. Code is the network that we have agreed that we're going to run over here. Yeah. And you can run the same one or similar or different or none, whatever. But that's what we're running here. I think uh, the world could do to download more cryptocurrency wallets. Uh, do more things for each other uh, in cryptocurrency, right? Somebody tries to tip you. You did something. You did a favor. Somebody like, hey, thanks for helping me out. Here's 20 bucks, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I go, oh, can I get that in Bitcoin maybe? Right. right? Can I get that in Dash? Can I get that in, you know, insert mm-hmm. your preferred Monero, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Your preferred well, crypto. And, and that's the thing. The the actual currency for at least the foreseeable chunk is going to be a cycling thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have multiple currencies. Yeah, because sometimes my uh, Dash network is not doing what I want it to do. Or I've already spent some here in this wallet, and I, I still have some in this wallet that is not Dash. Oh, this one's my Bitcoin Cash? Yeah, I, I I think that still has one. Oh, I can use Monero, but that one takes much longer to reset. I wonder and, if... And you're going to have this uh, conveyance through multiple languages. I wonder if this has happened yet. Uh, uh, a small boy... Uh, you know, is offering, you know, to, I don't know, mow his neighbor's lawn. And the neighbor goes, sure, kid, I'll give you 20 bucks. And he goes, can I get that in Bitcoin? Right. I wonder if that's happened yet. Mm. You know what I mean? <sighs> because, well, it, I mean, the youth are going to take this up, right? Because they will recognize that it is the largest shift in a human value exchange ever. Right of all time, it it is it solves so many problems when communicating value. 
that we don't even know, like, we can't even imagine how many problems it might solve. But the first and foremost one is official record keeping, right? Well, once official record keeping is completely transparent to the entire human race, do you think there's going to be a need for this other manual lie factory? <laughs> <laughs> right to like they might publish something right they might be like we're blah, blah, blah. we're still over here and we'll be like we don't care we're going over here now you know we prefer the harmless lies yeah you know the ones we know are stories that aren't threatening us to act as if they're true well i i mean i just prefer uh, a superior method of exchange that doesn't allow other men to control me and what i do with it yeah you know, and and everybody should have that same thought, I think. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Like, it seems like a good idea to me to have autonomy to choose how you want to exchange value with other humans. Right. Right? Uh, they have told me for a long time that I have to use the dollar. Yeah. I ha you must. It is the only approved currency or whatever, right? Uh, here comes cryptocurrency, and I've used it, man. You know, uh, without your permission, and I'm going to keep doing so. Not your permission, but, you know. Right. Uh, and I'm going to keep doing so. But, like, I'm not necessarily, like, yes, it's a big fuck you to Murderment, the organization. Mm -hmm. But. Because uh, it's with or without anyone's permission. Regardless of that, it's a superior way of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it also happens to work better. And, well, and that's the wild thing. I mean. I'll admit, back in high school, I had a truly mercenary mentality for a little while. And I'm like, I'm going to figure this shit out, and whichever path is going to goddamn work, I'm going to go down that path. Now, it turns out that the path that actually works long term is morality. Turns out that's practically the definitional state of morality, is the shit that works out over a long period of time. Yeah. Turns out that good does work. What a relief. I thought I was going to have to be an evil bastard. <laughs> Turns out, uh, treating each other like human beings is good. Well, you are a double-bearded bastard. I am a double-bearded bastard. 603-283-6160, uh, because I don't give up the number enough. Um, we we do sell shirts, Beard Talk Live shirts. Uh, if you go to Amazon.com and in the search bar, type in Beard Talk Live and hit enter. Pretty sure our shirt will come up. Might be might be two down or something. I don't know. It depends on how many beard things you shop for, I guess. But You never right know there. how fucked you are by the Amazon. If you enjoy this show, uh, we'd appreciate uh, you purchasing a shirt and, uh, you know, wear it around. Let people know. You're a beardo. And that, you know, we have a show. Um, so I did want to... Uh, yeah? Uh... I wanted to run a uh, a tinfoil portmanteau past you. Ooh. That's right. Okay. Yeah. DeSanto. De DeSantis and Monsanto? That's right. <laughs> Wait. DeSanto. What if we just combine what about the corporations and the politicians that represent them? It's like that takes the uh, the the jacket like the race car. They have all the sponsor patches all over them. That okay. takes that to the next level. Like now they just merge together as one being. So here's the DeSanto campaign. 
since we've already determined that spraying this shit on other people's corn and wheat and all that infects it with our copyright and then they owe us. Mm -hmm. You done ate that. So you have our copyright too. So we own you. And that is the DeSanto promise. Uh, That's insidious. (laughs) Uh, It also sounds like a poison, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I heard they found out later that they used DeSanto to poison him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that DeSanto would be, but like it just, you know, it's got that. That toxic ring to it. Yeah, that that plastic product commercial from Mm. way back in the day. Sounds like it comes from Mattel. New from Blammo. What else is going on, man? Oh, man. (sighs) About to have our uh, bullshit politics. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking tired of... Oh, there is one thing I'm actually looking forward to it, though. Okay, so this time when we do the bullshit politics in New Hampshire, (sighs) we find out whether the Democrats are going to not have their primary here. And if they stop having their primary here, then that means that they're going to create a vacuum of power that we could just fill with anarchists. Um, so here's the thing. The Democratic National Chicago. Convention is one of the, like, duopoly, the two great mafiosa families of our system. Okay. And they pour a shit ton of their money and their influence and all that into the state because it's where the primary is. Yeah. That's why there's this whole horde of uh, free stater hating people that call us, you know, all the things that the Nazis would call the Jews. They're an invasive species. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite one. Yeah. Humans are an invasive species. I mean, and that's why that happens. And that's why it's all paid for. And on these beautifully done signs and pamphlets and all of that, And it's why this is taking so goddamn long. But if they realize, oh shit, they are actually changing the culture where we are directing the nation's attention on a uh, four-year basis. For like, this is where we perform our ceremony and they are going to get to control some of the information there. Oh fuck, we need to get the hell out. I'm pretty sure that's what they've sensed here. So all of the people who are getting paid to be here are going to fuck on go where it's the same job in a different area. So it follows the narrative. Which means all of the Democrats will eventually go with them. Leaving a power vacuum. Which could be filled with anarchists. Hmm. Because the people on the left who, uh, yeah, we, we actually could need it, to. Could it just be filled with anarchism? Yeah. Like, just do nothing? Don't don't fill it? Yeah. Let it be? Well, so one of the things is, unfortunately, a lot of the, you know, libertarian community here has taken on a lot of the, the flag-waving of conservatives. So a lot of them are perfectly happy to leave drugs illegal. And it's like, come the fuck on, guys. It's almost as if when you get into a position of power, the power corrupts you once you gain that position. Right, right. But the beauty of that is that it leaves a lane wide open 
because it obviously makes sense that if we're choosing our medicine, we get to choose our medicine. That includes a flower, you dumb asshole. I don't care if it's not conservative, but the flower stays. We get to choose our medicine, right? You don't want to do the vax? That's how you've defined yourself? Great. This is the way that we make a a compromise here. Yeah, you get to pick your medicine. You own your body. And we will go back and forth between minarchism and anarchism. Minarchism? Yeah. And that's the thing. Where you go, hey, do we need to use violence to do this? I mean, the answer is always no. I mean, almost, yeah. Unless it's in self-defense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Like, you know. Those things can be planned in advance. Those scenarios can play out. You can... Mm -hmm. You know, purchase goods and services to allow those to unfold. Absent coercion. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. All of the value that's being provided as bait is going to be incorporated in the new world. I mean, yeah, you do need a certain section of your uh, uh, time and energy to like, hey, what if we get attacked? Right. Right. Or someone's time and energy. Perhaps you subscribe to a service that provides that for you. Exactly. Or pay for it in advance or something. You have some sort of an agreement. For that to be handled by some person or persons or other things or in some way. Exactly. And the majority of it goes to what's actually happening. Right. The peace, the trade, the innovation. Yeah, peaceful trade around the globe. Like human beings, for the first time, are able to peacefully exchange value uh, everywhere that's connected by the Internet, which is most places these days. Mm -hmm. Um. And that's never been available before. Right. Right. Not uh, instantaneously, not in a way that uh, governments can get in between and go, hey, you owe us for exchanging. No, you only owe the service that exchanges it. You don't owe the government for exchanging, right? They didn't invent this, right? That's what government's pissed about. They're like, fuck, we've been out invented. Well, (laughs) of course, because your government. Right. You're going to have a problem inventing things because, well, that's not what you do. You're not incentivized to invent anything. Right. Uh, you're incentivized to take money from other people and give it to people who invent things for you. They're the ones who are inventing, not government. People right. are inventing. Always was. But these people are inventing you know, new and inventive ways to murder. Yeah. yeah. And that's the question. Do we value force? Or conversation. And we've never had the option before. It's a wild world, too, because they've really gone out of their fucking way to make sure that we are all so goddamn impoverished that it is (laughs) damn near impossible to save anything. And that was in a world where saving was impossible. I mean, what's the best you can do? Jump on a a chunk of land or a company and... Cross your fingers and pray? Like, that's the savings? And then all of a sudden, no, now there's actual savings. Yeah. Yeah. What a wild ride. I I look forward to ways that I can eliminate, uh, you know, my bills, right? Uh, everybody hates bills, hate paying them. I, I want to eliminate, like, you know, I want to put solar 
right, uh, on my house, but it's cost prohibitive to install mm. at this point. And, you know, also I'd have to be able to afford something like that. <laughs> right. Uh, I could build a system myself over the course of time. Uh, but I'm told, and I haven't looked this up, but I'm told that, like, uh, the the way I have to do it is I have to have a, uh, uh, there's a special name for it. I can't remember what it is. It's a, it's a panel installed on my circuit box in my house that uh, allows a generator to be plugged in. It shuts off, you know, the city electric, and then it's basically a switch. And it allows you to now, you can plug in, like, a generator. If you got one plugged in, it'll power your house in a power outage. Um. I can do that, but, but instead of plugging in a generator, I plug in, you know, a bank of batteries that are, you know, being uh, charged by solar panels. Uh, that's easy enough to do. Mm. Um, so I could, but like, you know, I'm still going to have to pay a fee to keep that connection. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, it, what's just a base cost of, I don't know, 30, 60 bucks. I don't know how much it costs just to, per month to, you know. The way of the hidden fee. Right. But I would find out at that point, right? If I had that ability to just power my entire home uh, on solar power, uh, you know, regardless of you know how I recoup my costs for that. But I just don't want to be tied to, like, and you can't do that in everywhere, right? You you have to cooperate to have water systems for communities that you know operate together. How? Do- well, and that's the thing. What this technology does. By its nature, while it establishes itself, yeah. is it sets up the most efficient networks of energy. And yes, it must be adaptive, so it is. Right. So wherever the most effective, uh, it's this close to a network, and it has this abundance of energy. Wherever the energy is cheap. And so it fuels civilization, filling any place where we can gather energy. Yeah. Which is what life should be doing. Like, where does a plant put its leaves? Where it can gather energy. It is interesting that, like, because humans uh, do uh, manipulate energy Mm -hmm. to provide them with things, uh, that that in and of itself sounds very wizardly. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That human beings manipulate electricity, uh, fuels, combustion, explosions, right? You know, we manipulate the fire, right? You know, we manipulate these for our, our benefit. And w- like our incentive, of course, is just self-betterment, mm. right? That's, that's always been the human incentive to do anything. You, you do anything that you're like, oh, man, I've... I'm really tired of hunting. I've been hunting my entire life, and I'm just tired of it. I wish there was an easier way for me to hunt, mm. right? And then one day, I don't know, you see, like, a piece of a branch fall and, like, kill a deer right in front of you. And you're like, oh, fuck, I can eat now for the whole winter, right? And then you're thinking about that while you're eating your deer, and you decide you're going to invent a stick with a little fucking thing on the end of it that's really sharp. And, you know, you're going to try and chuck it at an animal the next time you go out hunting. And you do that, and it and it works. Well, you've just invented something. Mm-hmm. So necessity, I think, uh, is the what takes humanity so long. This technology has been invented. It's been around over a decade. Uh, it's being attacked every time it can by every government on planet Earth, plus every bank uh, is you know attacking it in some way, shape, or form, or trying, or they've tried, and they're failing. 
it, it exists without their permission. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, the bank has always been like the secret backing behind the clergy. Because that's what the ultimate purpose of telling you this narrative is, is to collect your value mm. and put it in a place where we know that we can redeem your power coming to us. I mean, money has always been and will always be religious. It's why we used little sun disks and moon disks, usually with the faces of the most powerful people that were in our real world, as this thing that we would use for a a symbol of our own power. Hmm. It's always been religious. And the bank is just where that storage, that battery of power comes from. And what's what's happening now, it's uh, everyone becomes their own bank. Yes. Everyone gets to be their own storage mm-hmm. of value. It's almost like uh, if you have a little bit of cryptocurrency in a wallet, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like having a home safe, you know, uh, or, you know, a safety deposit box, but, you know, it's digital, right? You're the only one that can get into it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so now you got to manage that thing. You have it. Now what? What do you do with it? Do you sit on it and do nothing? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, do you try and put it to work for you and make it do something for you? Uh, you know, these are decisions that only you can make for yourself. Nobody else can make them for you. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is the difference between cryptocurrency and state-based currency is that now you control it. It doesn't control you anymore. You control it. And it's kind of like the the definition of addiction is when you allow it to control you, mm-hmm. right? Generally yeah. speaking, right? You know, if you if you you plan your day around a thing, right? You might be addicted to that thing. Well, yeah. we have been addicted to the permission of our government, state, master, yeah. captor, yeah, jailer, warden. Whatever the fuck you want to call it, we have been subject to it. I wonder if that's like a common thread amongst people who've, you know, sort of woken up out of the indoctrination. Well, and that's the thing. All of a sudden, there's a technology for it. Yeah. So, like, uh, for example, nine yeah. eleven. A whole bunch of us realized some shit was not what they were telling right, us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you have a fractured narrative. Like, you have split off from the story that is being told over here. Right. But the story being told over here has a bunch of technology. It has a banking system and a media system. Yep. And here you are over here on this other narrative. And now we have the technology for all the fractionalization of narrative. So you actually get rewarded for exploring new paths as long as they make sense. As long as it still falls together, you get rewarded for exploring a new path. Like, yeah, you can't do the Bitcoin thing when you're doing the Monero thing. Okay. And you get rewarded for doing whichever one you're not doing. For exploring that new path. And where does the path lead? Innovation. And uh, the efficiency of communication of value. Yeah. Could it be so easy, really? You know, 
it's right there. It's why it's so goddamn aggravating. Mm, like, like you're watching these you're watching these people starve with a feast in front of them. <laughs> it's <sighs> nerve wracking. Uh, I do I do know uh, one person whom uh, at some point uh, bought some crypto uh, because you know I evangelized for it, uh, and uh, so he did, and uh, and then it went down, and. You know, I mean, he was still my friend, but like he talked to me a little less, right? Mm-hmm. But then it went up, and then he was like, "Hey, man!" <laughs> I'm like, oh, I see how this is gonna work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but now uh, I know, I know when that person got out, they did get out, and I know why, and they had a good reason. But they got out, and now they're just like, "Why did I get out?" Mm. <laughs> uh, I, it, we have, uh, we haven't talked about the happening. The happening. Oh, it's supposed to be 2024. Well, like spring. I mean, I've been talking about it uh, obliquely. I mean, I frequently point out that, like, yeah, this is a predictable mathematical process. Yeah. Where we cut the supply in half at a relatively predictable rate. Yep. Do you think the results are predictable? Yeah. Until something that is more powerful then the supply and demand of Bitcoin comes into play, mm-hmm. it's going to follow the supply curve. And yeah, every time you suddenly cut the supply curve, you get a sudden shift, and then it settles down to approximately what people kind of think it's worth. Yeah. I mean, we were talking earlier about uh, uh, Argentina, right? Like, yeah, we don't know how many pesos this is worth because they keep printing goddamn pesos. Right, right, right. Yeah, we don't know how many dollars this is worth because it keep printing goddamn dollars. Yeah. And this is not only in a limited supply, it is in a self-eliminating supply. Yeah. Slowly but surely, at also a kind of unpredictable but kind of predictable rate, shit gets lost. Yep, part of the eternal code gets broken. Yep. Right, because that's how money's supposed to work. Yeah, pennies get lost on the train tracks. Yeah. Right? You know, they're in, they're in water fountains doing jack shit. Yeah. 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 That's what, you know, they used to actually lose something when they would, you know, flip a coin into a well. Yeah. Like pretty easy to actually say a little prayer when you really do that. I, I, I don't know that I ever bought into the flipping a coin into the well as like a, you know, a legitimate method of doing anything. I think I was just like, why would you throw away perfectly good money? <laughs> Faith. Yeah, no, I like I get it, but still, it's money. Like, mm. you know. Well, I'll tell you one thing: if you do it right, you suddenly have a total clarity of your desire. Hmm. Like, imagine an actual fucking gold coin, <sighs> and you have something that you so fervently wish that you're willing to throw it into that well and never see it again. Well, I mean, sure, you're poor, but you know exactly what to aim at. Maybe yeah. that's worth it. I mean, now I'm glad that it was just a penny. Right? Know? Like, uh. Yeah. Totally worth less. No, that's you know. part of the that's part of how religious innovation works. You cut down the the necessary rituals into the symbolic, and as long as you do it right, you can still get the feeling. So that we don't have to actually like watch a living being die in front of us to know that an idea is important. Okay, well, how do we tone that down? Uh, what if we just bake some bread and we'll tear it apart and we'll we'll drink some wine? You know, I think that'll remind us of the stuff that we're glad we're not doing right now. 
and and why that's important kind of worked and we move into hey you know how we like had to kill people to remember to do this thing we don't have to kill people to remember to do that anymore i think that um people regardless of i mean across religions uh know that uh, it gives them uh, a sense of something something generally positive when they perform a kindness mm-hmm. right you know, what's a kindness when you do something nice for somebody else or try to you know, does it make you feel good right for most people yeah it does they get disconnected from it because the things that make them feel good are generally things that they feel passionate about or want to be charitable to. And when you, again, outsource that, uh, you give up the opportunity to to feel that. And so it makes you a little bit less human to believe that things shouldn't be done voluntarily. Right? If you're like, well, we need government to do... And like, uh, you're, this is, no, we don't need government to. This is, you know, the... The, the ramblings of somebody who hasn't thought it through, hasn't seen the value. Hasn't grown the fuck up. No. And that's really what it is. When you grow up, you respect someone's ability to choose. Yeah, that's true. It's maturity. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I know the rules that allow us to not be at each other's throats all the time. No. And pretty simple and straightforward. Yeah, and like, and that's most things most of the time, right? Yeah. Most people get along just fine, you know, yeah. going about their day, doing their daily stuff, trying to get by, trying to, you know. We just need to grow the rest of the way up. Look, we know that slavery is wrong. Yeah. And look, I don't give a fuck if anyone still agrees with the, hey, well, Jesus Christ is everyone's Lord, and therefore you're not my Lord, and I'm not his Lord, and you can't lord it over these people. I don't give a fuck if we remember that anymore. Yeah, me well, neither. We, what we need to remember is, hey, we need a consistent principle here. Yeah. Uh, are we doing the slave thing? Right. Or are we fucking not doing the slave thing? If somebody throw the slave switch uh, completely off. Somebody left it a little bit on. Like. A lot bit. Do we have these rules or don't we? Well, clearly we don't. And so then why should we have the, the institution? Right. Well, and that's the thing. We have the 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 first real opportunity to build something else where we have consistent rules. Yeah. Like we have self executing consistency. Yeah. That's entirely possible. That's brand new. Yeah. Well, how do you know that that contract will be followed? Well, if it doesn't meet this exact parameter, then it's not going to execute. So it better be right. And it just checks itself. Yeah. All of the messages, they just go exactly where they need to go to get the shit done. And if it gets done, everyone gets paid. And until it gets done, no one gets paid. And they'll look after it it themselves. We can just send the money off to spend itself. Holy fuck. Minions. Right? Yeah. As as a man of, uh, you know, from time to time, I have many ideas and, and they come at me quickly and then they go away and I'm like, Oh, I should have wrote that shit down, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like to have ideas. I like to create things, right? That's why I, I've loved art all of my entire life. Um, I, I've done many different forms, stipple, right? Paper mache, right? Painting, you know, uh, played a little music, that kind of thing. 
Um, but I, I see art, I think, in, in the blockchain, in the cryptoverse. I see art there. Um, people are developing based on demand, need, and ability to some extent, right? The It's still a young technology, even more than 10 years, you know, have gone by. So developments should be forthcoming. Mm. Well, so part of the brilliance of this technology is that if you have this intention, you can pick a thing that you think people will value eventually. Yeah. I mean, we've proven that people will still value blockchains when it's just for sentiment. Like the uh, there was a chain called People was the tagline for it. Really? It was the yeah they attempted to buy one of the early uh, copies of the Constitution. Uh, okay. It was one of the early decentralized uh, uh, autonomous organizations. Yeah. And just out of, you know, nostalgia, its value kept being above its trade value. So we know that happens. So if you pick something that you figure at some point, at least for kitsch, people are still going to want, oh, hey, look, I've still, I've got some Monero over here. Oh, Remember Monero? Yeah. And as long as that's still happening, then those little executables to, hey, if you want this Monero, here's how you get it. Or, hey, if you want this Dash, here's how you get it, this Bitcoin Cash, this whichever thing you think is going to be valued by future generations. Right. You can just set up these little rewards and broadcast them. Hey, here's the required element for you to get this reward. Yep. And maybe it'll take forever for that thing to get done. Cool. What maybe a about- hundred years from now, this idea that you had just pays for itself. What if you ask uh, or give instructions or program a thing to do something and then you don't want to do that anymore? You change your mind. Mm. Well, you can program a way to get it back. Like uh, when they did uh, uh, crypto tips, Mm. there was a way of, okay, you set this aside. And if it gets claimed by this point, then it sends. Right. And if it reaches this point and hasn't been claimed, it sends it back. That's a gate. Yeah. Threshold. Yeah. You can set that just as easily to, hey, if I say, never mind, and here's how I'll say, never mind, so you know it's me, which is what a seed phrase does. It generates those. Yeah. Then here, give it back. I've changed my mind. What if some someone uh, programs instructions uh, of a thing that, that uh, uh, causes nefariousness of some sort, and then they die, and they can't turn it off? Hmm. And then it executes. So here's part of the beauty of it, is that you can set something going in the opposite direction. And whatever ability it has in that way, it has in the way of predicting that. So, opposite opposition uh, prediction? If you set a mechanical mind against a mechanical mind, it right. will predict all of the things that the mechanical mind will do. Okay. As long as you get close enough to the code, it'll predict enough of all of the things that it's about to do and then counteract them. So really it just comes down to what do people value? And I'm sorry, I know for a fact that fundamentally the majority of life values life. That is a fact. Right. So that's how it's all going to shake out. Save for, you know, a couple of psychopaths here and there. There are psychopaths. That's the minority. The minority of life does not value life. 
because even that is an experiment that life just compulsively must try. But that's how it's been ready for a bunch of other shit. So can't fault it too much for making psychopaths. You just got to make sure they're not in charge all the time. Don't give them an institution of violence. For the love of God. (laughs) Don't select four punching people as a way to give people command. uh, How can people even think that that is a legitimate way of conducting themselves at, at all? Like that's well, the part that gets me. It's like the narrative brings you out of thinking. I mean, that's the that's the logic. That's the logos. That's the available to everyone all the time that they have to distract you from. They have to distract you all the time from figuring out what's really going on in your life. Because then you'll face the hard choice. I do remember a time, uh, you know, office job and, uh, you know, something went wrong with, with one of my bills. I don't remember which bill it was. It was one of my bills and like, they were only open during the hours in which I worked. Mm. <laughs> so challenge one, right? right? How do you, you know, uh, email was an option, but you know, it was like three to five days out and like, I needed to resolve this much quicker than that. Um, and so I had to figure out a way to. Uh, squeeze it in, in right. the, into my day, right? Uh, I had to uh, do something uh, that I consider, you know, personal time, uh, something I should be able to take care of off hours, uh, on company time, right, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, and so, you know, most employers, like, you do that once in a while, like, they're cool, it's fine. But you start doing it frequently, they start frowning on you, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh, so I never got to that point, but I have done it, and... When you do something like that, you're like, fuck, man, how is it not possible for me to pay this bill outside of the hours that I work? Mm. Right? How is that even possible? Like, customer, does customer service mean nothing to anyone? You know, uh, does, does getting it right, does doing well by your customers mean nothing to anyone? Uh, because I contend it sure seems like it. Uh, customer service, uh, call centers these it's all outsourced now man you can't call anybody wow. it's not all but like i mean when every balls, man. when every form of competition is limited that's when but you like, have perpetual bad service but there's perfectly good uh you know in intellectually capable people with cell phones in their hands that if incentivized you know would do that kind of work right uh, it, if it were available in a decentralized way right uh, this hasn't happened yet. So I'm, I'm looking for the expansion of the decentralization of stuff. The, I, I don't want to say the one good thing, right? I don't want to say that, but I don't know how else to express this. The one good thing that came out of COVID was most of the world realized that you don't need to be in offices to do most of the things, mm. right? A whole bunch of people who never worked remotely worked from home before, uh, have continued to work from home since then. Very few peop- companies have been like, okay, everybody back to the office now, no more working at home, right? Because that's going to create a backlash. Oh, you mean that thing that we've all been begging our corporate overlords to allow for like a yeah. fucking decade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Hey, since but I'm like, mostly doing stuff that just requires a computer and a phone line, can I just right. go home with a computer and a 
phone line? Right. Yeah. No! If I can fulfill all of these tasks... You will be in cubicles for the Empire! We a, are the Borg! <laughs> in a different geographic location, but get them done none the same. Like, why should I not be allowed to do that? <laughs> because we are the Borg. Yeah. And the Empire requires cubes, so we put you in cubicles and put those cubicles in a tower, because a tower is a nice stack of cubes. <laughs> a tower is a nice stack of cubes? Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing. All of the things that you can do in your cubes of cubes of cubes, you can also just fuck off and do them where you like, where it's it's nice it like for you. The internet, it's a series of yeah. cubes. <laughs> it's a stack of cubes. Turns out you can just be all of the other shapes too, and and, and do all the things. Uh, Peakless, thank you, thank you to our callers. Uh, what episode you, was this? Fifty-one. Fifty-one. All right. Well, episode fifty-one. Next year will be a really special episode for us. Mm-hmm. Next year, next episode. Aha. Uh, next year, as long as you decide to gauge your years by us. I uh, usually take. Which us I wouldn't out. recommend. Yeah, usually take us out with some music. So. We were talking about holy holy wars. Yeah. Holy wars.